0: You're not gonna talk it. I was like, "Okay, everybody, we got Kobatones coming up here at the Pearl Jam, and we're rocking it live on four legs."
1: <laughs> Damn, that was good. And away
2: we go! You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the Live Pearl Jam Podcast
3: Experience, featuring Mr. Stone Gutter. fucking cat
2: Welcome to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience, and we're here for episode number 32. We have a a special episode because we have a guest on today, uh, as we've been doing the last week in, week out. Um, It's another Pearl Jam podcaster, wouldn't you know it? There are so many Pearl Jam podcasters now that half of our guests are going to end up being Pearl Jam podcasters. Um, so from the Better Band podcast, I welcome in Brandon Palomo. Hello.
0: Ahoy, oh, Hoy
2: How's it going, sir?
0: It is going well. Oh. Or good. I'm still not sure <laughs> grammatically which word to use.
2: As long as it's not bad or horrible,
3: I suppose oh, yeah. that it's Thank going so pretty well. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah. So today we're going to do, uh, this is a show that you went to Las Vegas, 2006. Oh, hi Matt, by the way. Bye.
1: Hi. I, <laughs> hi. Bye. I, uh, I've been loving this cross promotion stuff going on here. I, I really like having the other podcasters on.
2: It has been fun. Yeah. We had yeah. a good, good time when, uh, when Brad was on, we had a good time when Jesse was on and, and it's sort of, you know, and then everybody kind of goes on their shows and they're, you know, they say, okay, we, we've been on these podcasts and everybody joins in to kind of listen to each other, especially when the other podcasters have been on. And I, I, did, uh, I did one of uh, your episodes too, Brandon, and uh, promoted that within our group. And I, I hope people have been listening to your show. Have you been getting a good response from it? Or
0: Oh, yeah. Now more than my parents are listening. So that's always a good Hey, thing. that's a plus.
2: I'll take it. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. My parents don't listen. <laughs> my They're parents barely
2: acknowledge that, that I have any of this. It's like it's not <laughs> important to them.
1: I, th- I think my mom did the first episode just to show the support and got the idea.
2: <laughs> Your mom sounded like she, she wanted to listen. Yes, she shows her support more than most parents would show their support <laughs> off of, you know, what would seem to be, you know... Thirty-year-olds in the, in their basement just uh, doing stupid stuff that they're not making money off of. That's that's probably how parents <laughs> see these things. But
0: um, oh, so she doesn't donate to the Patreon then? Oh,
2: no. Well, uh, she buys she, shirts. Well, she,
1: yeah, she's bought the merchandise. So, oh, you, hey now. You know, that's that's I guess that's a fair trade.
2: Yeah, I would I I would rather people have shirts than just you know give us straight you know straight up cash.
1: Yeah, it means they're representing promotions.
2: us. Yeah, exactly. So um anyway uh before we get into talking about the show uh it's just want to kind of go over you know last week uh record store day and i know all of us here are, are big vinyl fans and just kind of want to go over uh what everybody got in their hall so uh what'd you end up getting brendan
0: uh i got um this uh one from this band called pearl jam it was a live oh, uh, on easy street i think they, that's
1: was the name of it yeah that's yeah. A shit. isn't there a lot of covers on that album
0: yeah something like that it's not even like i think the whole show or something so it's just kind of a, a rip off i was just like ah you know I, I guess i'll get it
2: you know it's funny they open up that show with half full and the album mm-hmm. is half full Oh, or half empty, depending, no. depending on,
1: uh, depending on what kind of person you are.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we we, try to be optimists on this show, whether, <laughs> whether it comes off that we're optimists or pessimists, not determined <laughs> by me, but, um, yeah, uh, that's, I, I'm still waiting. Maybe by this time that the episode airs, we'll get that full, the full one that, that has been promised, uh, that the 10 club released. Hopefully. But did they ever
0: officially say that it was going to be the whole thing? Or is everybody just
1: assuming that it's going to be the whole thing? I thought
2: well, I had saw.
1: I, I had heard that from, from uh, the Porch podcast and Jesse owns a record store. So I was taking her word for it. Dot, I had
2: dot, heard. Dot. Yeah, I had <laughs> heard from the Ten Club newsletter, um, which has never lied ever before. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, hopes are probably up on that. And, and when it comes out, it, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be limited to like nine people and up on eBay and in, in two seconds. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if you, I, I texted you about this, Matt. Um, I don't know if you realized today, but they, uh, they released some vault, uh, vinyl today
1: yes they did yeah yeah uh it and, and the and the prices are uh absolutely unreasonable and they should be <laughs> incredibly ashamed of themselves they to be should honest. be the worst part I, I, Randy I, I saw your text and I and I went to the shop and I said absolutely not this is a this is ridiculous the, and well and I'm, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in them to be honest
2: here's the thing I I, I caved in because I really <laughs> want at least one of the Vault uh, series in my collection, which I don't have. Uh, and I got I got the Soldier Field one. Um, but I was thinking to myself, okay, 50 bucks, if shipping is like 15 bucks, then I can get two, and I was trying to do the math, but they won't let you purchase two in one uh, package. So if I wanted to get Soldier Field and Missoula, I would have to go in, purchase Soldier Field, on its own, then go back in and purchase Missoula and pay the extra fifteen dollars for shipping, or however much it was. So it's it was a seventy dollars purchase. I say that really low seventy dollars <laughs> purchase.
1: Exactly. It would have been
2: hundred and forty bucks to get two of them.
1: They should be ashamed of themselves.
2: It's insane. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it is three records, right? I mean, here's that's
2: what what makes it a an easier pill to swallow is that it's probably 500 bucks on ebay yeah so i am fine with that if 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 soldier field is the only vault that i end up getting ever then it's fine you know i did it once and you know it's like uh, it's like an analogy that you can't think of at the time and then when it comes up uh it comes up later in the show so uh that flew over that, everybody's
1: head. I, I, just, I just want you to know that 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 doesn't mean it's worth five hundred dollars. And nope. I, and I pray that those people never sell them, and they're stuck with them, and they burn in hell, and they burn in hell. Well, th- <laughs> there have been like posters, guy, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> there have been
2: posters that have been sold for about a thousand dollars.
1: But that's that's different. I no, it's are- not you know those are uh, i think $1000 is way too much i uh but um i don't know that's that's more of a that's art that's that's artwork you know that's art yeah. will we'll appreciate in value this is a record it's it, you know it's not an autographed bowie from 1969 you know this is a this is a 2019 pearl jam press okay let's call it what it is it's, it should never be sold for 500 dollars.
0: Yeah, i think when i first got the uh lost dogs vinyl when it when it came out which is it also was yeah 40 bucks
1: i think yeah right now it's probably, it's, like probably it's, it's probably it's about like four it's about 400 now yeah
0: Oh yeah. I, I don't look because then my wife might find it on my browser history and be like,
1: Oh, you gotta get rid of that. <laughs> even the uh even the rear view mirror best of vinyl is three fifty. Oh, yeah. Live f- Live on two ridiculous. and ten legs
2: are, are in an insane amount too. Like two fifty or mm. three fifty, something
1: like that. Well, I hope they're never sold. <laughs> yeah. I think Bob, Baba Farrar, I think he, you know, he would, he has everything. I, I Well, I know those, he will, he has, he has the lost dogs, but I know the rear view is uh, in his Discogs shopping cart. I'm pretty sure he said, so yeah, good luck. Good luck, Baba Ferrar. Hopefully you can get that price down a little bit.
2: And he's also looking for like, uh, he has like three of the original no codes with the Polaroids and he's looking for the fourth one, like the last of the Polaroids from the original pressing, which I'm sure that's probably impossible to find. So that's,
1: I, I almost bought an original avocado at a record show. Uh, Almost. How much was that? At two fifty. Jeez. Which actually I I, was, was the cheapest one that I've seen in real life. So I, I was tempted. I, I won't lie, but I, I didn't get it. Maybe I one... gotta get rid of all my original stuff and just get the represses. Get the represses. I got all the represses. They're fine. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, I honestly, I jumped into this game a little late, so I don't. I think I might have verses uh, as an original press, but that's it. And that, even that I think was forty bucks, so that wasn't terrible. But um, yeah, as long as it plays, why, why, why does it matter?
1: Yeah. It's the novelty, I guess, of saying it's an original. I, I understand guess. it.
2: Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, anyway, uh, Matt, what you, would what'd you end up getting?
1: Uh, well, as you know, Randy, sometimes I, I will come home. Uh, I'll, sometimes I have to make a few trips with the amount that I buy. Uh, I had a big list. Unfortunately, uh, last minute I had booked a gig. So I was only able to go to one shop. Uh, I usually go to two or three. But I only had time to make the early one because it was the only one that was open before I had to go out to Brooklyn to, to do a morning show. And the shop I went to, it's a small shop. He doesn't get a lot of stuff because he doesn't get a lot of customers. He basically sells what he orders. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, keeps his, it keeps his order down and he can get everything that he needs. But he'll only get one or two of each thing. So I was able to pick up uh, that one from that, that band uh, Eddie Vedder and the Pearl Jam. So I got that one. <laughs> and, um, and then I, I, I had to choose between a few because I had to get out of there. And uh, so I went with the, uh, the Weezer Blue Album outtake vinyl, which I was pretty excited for. And I skipped Teal Album. But I'm sure I could probably get that somewhere. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm going to check my go-to record spot for... Um, uh leftovers because he gets thousands and thousands i don't know how he pulls it off but i was telling you randy i wouldn't be surprised if he got any less than 20 of the pearl jam albums he scores big time every time yeah so uh so i'm gonna go there i'm gonna see you know uh like like uh you know there are a few that i wanted that would probably be kind of limited but they might be a little maybe unusual side maybe you know like something like bingo handjobs people might not know what that is so I might be able to make out and find one. We'll see. I'm going to check it out. I
2: thought I was banking off of that. I thought that that was going to be an automatic where I was going to see it right away. And, and there would be a few copies there because nobody would know it was actually REM. But that wasn't – I was like I was like 30th or so in line, something, something like that. It wasn't too bad. Uh, but I showed you pictures of the people in line and the stacks yeah. that they were getting. And yeah. it oh. –
1: it was one per customer but yeah, they, people just get one of everything sometimes there there are people that do that
2: they came out with boxes massive boxes where probably 25 to 30 records fit in these boxes and i can tell you some of those some of those guys i was watching them they were they were literally just taking one they weren't even looking at it they were like okay this one i know is rare this one i know is rare i i saw it i'm like they are their resellers. These aren't collectors. Some of those yeah. people are absolutely resellers. So well,
1: like like for example, the the small shop that I was uh, I, the only shop I was able to go to because of my time constraint. Uh, say uh, uh, the live Pearl Jam was limited to what was it six thousand? Yeah, he got he got one of those, and the uh, you know the uh, Bingo hand job was limited to three thousand, he didn't get any of those so it shows you you know the the kind of stock that he holds but he's a great guy and he's got a great shop and he he knows he knows a lot about music and and uh i still like going to him and i was able to get you know get some stuff off my list so because because not not a total bust
2: because this was record day. i feel like we have to mention the actual stores that we got our stuff from because it's all about supporting an independent record shop so where uh, yeah,
1: definitely. where is this
2: place located? Uh,
1: this is on Long Island, uh, North Shore, over in Northport, and uh, it's uh, Tim over at Record Reserve. He's fantastic, and I'll also give a shout out to uh, to High Fidelity uh, Mark over at High Fidelity High Fidelity in Amityville. Uh, also an amazing shop, and he just opened up a new location, and it's gigantic. And he's got, he's just got. I mean, he brings in thousands of. Of new collections a week and he he sells it all the guy's amazing so check him out too
2: where'd you end up getting uh year one
1: well i uh
0: i got that from recycled records is the name of the store here in uh reno i like that uh,
3: name
0: yeah it's, it's it's real cool they've had some uh commercials back in the late 90s or something on tv here locally and they always had like recycle records doesn't <laughs> <suck."> <laughs> Oh, that like sounds terrible. Marriage. That was uh, their, uh, their 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 uh, their jingle. But uh, the, I I also went to Sundance Records and Books and got uh, the Pelican single and uh, Mastodon. Uh, uh, the
2: Mastodon was a popular one, I think, right?
0: Yeah, it was uh what what should I call it uh stairway to heaven, but it was dedicated to their uh, manager who just passed away I think earlier this year. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Not that he passed away. It's pretty cool that they that they did that.
2: <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> oh that. my. Oh man. He was the Wanting right person to fired, die. Yeah.
1: Everybody
0: fired their uh, their agents today, right? I mean, we're all WGA. Huh? Right.
2: Uh we're, we're independent That's contractors.
0: <laughs> Yo, so you're anti-union then? You're a scab? Oh, I see. That's that. right.
2: We're working at stopping shops right now across America. We don't care what we're getting paid. Um, I had a I had a point, and I was I totally forgot your record from shop. All this. Uh, oh, the stuff that I got mine from. No, yeah. actually, my my point that I was gonna bring up was oh. I'm so glad that we live in the Northeast. Because if we had to listen to local commercials of like <laughs> Southern car, uh, 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 you know, car
0: used car salesman. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Southern used car salesman. Uh, if, if we had to go through commercials, like you can get this high end day for $29 down, some crap like that, I, I would want to shoot my brains out. So, uh, I, I'm sorry that, that recycled records had to, uh, <laughs> had to ingrain your in your head 20 years later that sounds absolutely terrible uh well
0: that was just a joke that was you know it, everybody knew that it was it was you know tongue-in-cheek it's ironic <laughs> not like the raging cajun here who sells used cars see Whoa. that's what i'm
2: talking about that's yeah, that's has, the most yeah big
0: daddy crawdad here looking for the deals Exa- ex- <laughs>
2: exactly why i'm happy i mean we have our uh two brothers scrap metal up here, yep. Two brothers, scrap metal. Jan, what am I gonna do with all this scrap metal? Call two brothers, scrap metal. It's
1: it's a uh, it's it's like two teenage girls on their cell phones in their house, wondering what they're gonna do with all their scrap metal. <laughs> oh, I remember that's, when that's, I was a teenager. That is the all commercial the scrap metal
3: I had. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's it's. I don't think they play it anymore, but at least during you know. The last five years or so during every Mets game, like third and sixth inning, it would, uh, it would pretty much pop up. Um, uh, record store shout out to Red Scroll Records in Wallingford, Connecticut. Uh, they were great. I've been there a bunch of times. Um, uh, it's really one of the only record stores in Connecticut that I've I've been to. Um, they're kind of scarce around here. Apparently, there's one closer to me in Fairfield, and I would have knew about it uh, uh, had I not searched for it the day of. Um, and I might go there tomorrow see if they have anything left over. But uh, I, you guys, if you're on Facebook, you probably saw my haul, so I don't want to, you know, I I already spoiled that I got. $70 worth of of vault vinyl, so I, th- I, think, I think that's enough. I think we can move forward now. <laughs> um, anyway, Vegas 2006. That is what we are covering today. It is obviously smack dab right in the middle of touring for the Avocado record, but this was their first headlining show, which is weird to say. Yes, they were still not headlining some shows on this day, and it was basically... I guess as a a favor to tom petty or what whatever it was but they were opening for tom petty which is kind of crazy in 2006 pearl jam is is an opener but if they're going to open for anybody tom petty would be certainly be one of the few that would uh uh make sense to open for so um,
1: so so basically one of the best shows ever
2: yeah (laughs) That would be incredible, and apparently they they played together on a bunch of tracks.
1: So like uh, like like uh, studio stuff or live? No,
2: no, no, live. I like uh, oh, yeah, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie came out and they sure. would do. I don't know. Probably I won't back down. Something like yeah, that. F- free Fallen, Something. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Something. One of and the then, big sing along ones. Yeah, but then Ed will would pick one that you know no one's ever heard before. Yeah. Which you know Tom Petty songs is I mean they're or a dime a dozen, and, you know, as many, with as many hits as he has, he also has all these songs that people are like, I've never heard that before. Cause they just know the radio hits. Uh, but anyway, um, I digress. Uh, all right. Vegas, 2006. Why did you end up picking this one as the one that uh, we're covering today?
0: Well, I actually went to this show. Uh, so that makes
2: sense.
0: Uh that's why I mean that's not cheating is it I'm, I'm playing by the rules here of uh you guys considering that we've
2: covered probably 29 shows that we haven't been to uh yeah you're you're a little <laughs> off base but uh well we'll we'll let it slide um yeah so like what made the show and obviously we're gonna get into it but what made the show kind of stand out to you is? far as uh you know wanting to talk about it and relive it in this fashion
0: yeah for this tour uh i only went to two shows i went to this one and then i also went to one in san francisco one of the uh, bill graham auditorium shows and um let's see yeah it's it's here in northern nevada where i live reno it's like it's over 400 miles to vegas so it's like it's seven hours if you're driving which we decided to fly uh I went with a bunch of my friends. It's just about an hour and a half flight, so I mean it's it it was uh fun, and we just and we've been to other Vegas shows before. I think I went to at the m g m the other two shows they played at the m g m as well, and those are always fun. It's vegas so I mean, we have gambling up here and everything, and we just call it paying taxes because we don't have uh, state tax <laughs> that we have to pay. <laughs> Happy tax day, everyone. Oh, wait. No, that's. Uh...
2: It is today. Yeah. Well, tec- technically, you're not listening but. to it on today, but yeah, we're recording on Monday. Yeah. If it's if if
0: now it. and you think it's tax day, then you're late.
2: Yep. <laughs> you're screwed. Small uh, fee.
1: Small fee. Yeah.
2: Um so, any anything good come out of it? I, I feel like you have a story that's that's lingering to and waiting to be told here.
0: Well, uh, I went to this show with a bunch of friends, and we had some friends in Vegas too that used to live uh, up here in Reno that we met with, and that was uh, let's see, this was like a Thursday, and um, let's see, a friend that a couple friends that I worked with at the bookstore. I used to work, uh, at that shell go nameless, uh, after, uh, you know, they laid me off. So, uh, they, uh, they, one was in Vegas because that's where she's from. And the other was coming to Vegas, I think on the next day on the, uh, no, not the Friday on the Saturday. So he was coming to Vegas, but we were going to be gone by then his band was playing. They were going on tour. And it's kind of like, ah, you know, it'd be cool to stay an extra day, but, you know, let's just go home. Um, but we stayed the Friday after the show and met up with, uh, with our friends from Reno who were down there in Vegas and went out drinking and yada, yada, yada. Oh, wait, no, I'm not going to yada, yada through this. This is not Elaine, but, uh
1: we hung out Did with you just them. yada yada me yeah,
2: you, there's no yada yadaing on this show it's a three hour show on average there's no yada yada yada
0: <laughs> when we when we get to hour three and a half maybe we'll it will start yada then.
2: yada 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 and yellow <laughs> led better and that was the night
0: <laughs> but um yeah so there was uh this uh 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 person i worked with in uh at at the bookstore, and she was from Vegas, and so she was up here in Reno going to school, moves back down to Vegas, she's done with school. Uh, I had a crush on her, so we talk, and it's like, Oh, yeah, we're going to Vegas, let's meet up. Uh, the day after the show, we kind of walk around a little bit and then go visit uh with them when it's nighttime and everything, and go out drinking and stuff. Friends are all talking, everybody's having a good time. She's the one with the car since we all flew and so she was driving us back and forth between the bar and the hotel and um, so she dropped me off at the hotel and went back to pick up some some of our friends and uh, I'd been talking with uh, one of my friends uh, Rachel who's married to my other friend Harry. And she was saying, "Ah, oh, dude, I think she's into you. She's into you, man. You gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta make a move." I'm like, eh, "I'm not real. I'm, I'm a. i am i can. I I I have no game. I I'm 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 completely <laughs> gameless." And so she uh, drops me off at the hotel. I'm thinking, it's like, ah, you know what? I, if the my friend's band is playing the next day, but I got the flight. Ah, what the hell am I gonna do?" Um, then she comes back, uh, with friend Rachel and she comes up, she says, go down to the car, go talk to her. She wants to talk to you. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh no. What am I going to do? So I go down to the car. Uh, we start talking. She said, you should really stay, you know, stay next, stay next day. It'd be fun. We'll hang out and, um, uh, we'll go see, you know, the band. I'm like, uh, maybe, I don't know and then we start making out and oh, so the story's <laughs> going yeah so uh uh after that's all done the sun's already up
2: are, are, are I, uh, we getting are, are are we getting a uh and then i married her or is this uh
0: oh no oh no
2: no no okay. this was this
0: I, I because this of course is, this you know, is I,
2: my last exit
0: yeah, uh, so I go back to the hotel and make a phone call to the airline saying ah, I got to rebook this flight <laughs> because you know we made out then, so of course there's going to be more of that the next day, right? Right? You you would have to you assume would, you would. I mean, you would hope. Yeah, I mean that's what I was hoping, but no. Oh, no. Oh. oh boy, <laughs> that's. <laughs> but it was still it was still okay. We hung out all day she drove around she uh of course had to buy some pot mm-hmm. and <laughs> i was like oh uh, okay i'm not i'm kind of a. you know i got no game and i i'm not cool enough to to do to to be down with the devil's lettuce so she was like oh come on and so then of course you know i was like well maybe if i do this she'll think i'm cool and we'll make out some more <laughs> So we do that, and then pretty much smoking all day. And I didn't get high or anything like that. Which, you know, every, everybody who smokes pot is like a little bit of a scientist. I think they make oh, bongs they they, out of. Yeah,
2: they think they know uh, the exact the exact proper way to get high, and you know what? I I never understood all of it. I I could never understand all different types of you know whatever it is, but.
0: Yeah, it's like you don't get high the first time you smoke. Uh, you may have to make sure you cough. That's it lie. opens up your capillaries. Blah blah, blah
3: blah blah blah. I got I got high the first time <laughs> I smoked.
1: That's a uh, lie. I saw I saw a Dream Theater last week, and uh, I yeah, I I I don't think I blinked for about two and a half hours because I was <laughs> so,
3: so high. <laughs>
1: I'm only admitting that to podcast listeners. Don't. Don't think negatively about me.
0: Oh, but you 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 you're a rock and roller man. It's
1: all part of the lifestyle, right? Thank you. <laughs> that's what I said.
2: My uh my my fiance made shawarma chicken tonight and it kind of smelled Ooh. like like pot, so that's as <laughs> close as close as I've gotten in maybe 5 or 6 years. So that's uh yeah, I, th- I think we're we've, we've hit the, uh, we've hit the bottom of that. So, okay. Um, (laughs) uh, preset, this is, uh, we'll, we'll just start, we'll just start here. Uh, since we got, we got no more, we got no more pot stories and no more of that. So, um, (laughs) unless we do, I have no idea.
0: Oh no. Well, she she said, uh, like, Oh yeah, I'll, uh, you know, I'll drive you to the airport, you know, the next day and, so, you know you don't have to worry about that, and of course you know, I guess the kind of person who smokes a whole bunch of pot uh didn't bother to pick me up the next morning, and I was like, "Oh, crap, and had to take a uh it wasn't too expensive cab ride there back, but uh
1: you know, wow, a <laughs> if it no, wasn't for no show yeah that's oh, that's
2: awful that's awful its- it sounded like it sounded like the worst kind of one night i don't i would you call it a one night yeah you would call it a one night stand in a sense you never saw her again right
0: uh no but i've talked to her you know online it was fine it's it was just kind of like ah you know whatever i I didn't feel too awkward that you know that that time uh that we were hanging out and everything but you know just kind of uh we gonna no okay whatever you (laughs) know so i was just kind of like ah like i said i got no game I mean, the the, 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 the the women I've kissed, like, I can count, like, on one hand. So, let's see, I, I really have no game. And Some so folks, I, I they would...
2: have one, and others, they have none. Just remember oh, that. It oh, oh. Do, it doesn't matter how much game you have. You had enough to get married. I, I assume you're married, right?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, I
2: I thought you had mentioned that you were married. Yeah, so uh, uh you had enough, apparently. I thought oh, I yeah. had no game either, but apparently I do too.
0: <laughs> you you only need to win one, and then you can retire a uh, with a with a one hundred percent winning record, undefeated.
2: Hopefully, that's that's the <laughs> that's the plan.
3: As all long I gotta means... do,
1: all I gotta do is play bass. Works like a charm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, just uh, kidding.
1: Chicks have no idea what a base is.
2: Yeah, they all go off
1: to the lead singer, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a good-looking guy, so I'll uh, I'll give him that. And he's got a lot of game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll dig into this here uh, preset. Eddie comes out solo by himself. Were you in the crowd for this preset, or did you miss it?
0: No, yeah, we were there. We were there waiting. I I was excited to see Sonic Youth, who opened for them. So we were there, had nothing else to do. We, you know, flew in, I think that morning and, you know, just uh, went to the show. So, and I, you know, had to get in line to get our posters, you know?
3: Of
2: course, yeah. Um, The preset is always back then, I think it was more common where you kind of know to get in your seat earlier now it's just well they're going to play for three hours and nobody's opening for them so why why bother doing a preset when they're going to do you know 30 to 35 songs anyway uh but he comes out by himself and does man of the hour uh it's a song we have we haven't covered this on the show yet and i don't really want to spend a ton of time on it today because it's it's part of the set but yet not part of the set and i feel like it's not as strong of a song, uh, you know, without the band. Um, but this is actually on YouTube and he stops midway through it and completely acknowledges that he fucked up, which is, is pretty much, (laughs) is pretty much par for the course where, when it comes to these presets. So what do you, uh, what'd you, what do you think about, about him coming out and doing this?
0: Uh, you know, just you always hope that it's like, okay, is there gonna be something? Is there gonna be something? And if there is, you know, what is it gonna be? And you know, I I think that him kind of messing up kind of isn't really a huge uh uh precursor for what's gonna happen later in the show. But he's never one hundred percent with all the lyrics of all the songs. (laughs)
2: No, but I feel like when he's on by himself and he gets one chord wrong, he fucks up and he completely stops. He, do, he does that at his solo shows, too, and he makes up for it with banter and whatever, and people just kind of laugh and they get over it. But man, sometimes it, it just it's uh, it's kind of cringing at times. And the, the show is not is not the best Eddie show. And it's not because of what we'll mention about a hundred times in this. Uh, It's we'll, we'll we'll get into all that, but apparently in the middle of this, he, he just kind of says, when you suck, you suck. And (laughs) uh, yeah, I, again, I I prefer this as a full band. So even though we've never covered this song before, we're, we're probably going to wait on it until we get it in an actual Pearl jam spot. So, Um. anyway let's uh let's get into how this show starts and it starts with a song that ends the album that they're touring for which is very rare to hear this as an opener only three times uh used in the spot and this is the first time that they ever uh tinkered with it which i thought is was really interesting we'll get into sort of some of the thoughts on that in a second but uh Here's their opener for this show, Inside Job. mentioned uh, before we got into the song only three times they used it as an opener this is the first time they ever did it um, this was really interesting I thought uh, I didn't think going into this that it was going to work too well as an opener but um, they, they did a really good job of making it work uh, it's kind of got like a pendulum cryptic Eerie sounding, but it's more emotional, like a release or long road. But it's kind of it's it's a little more epic than all those. So I I don't. It it's got a weird standing to me, but um, I liked it. Uh, I can get more into it, but I want to see what you guys think about it before kind of diving off a cliff here.
0: Uh, I think that starting off with something this that has the dynamic changes that it has in it sort of gives you a sort of feeling of okay this is kind of like a slower sort of start instead of like one of the the nut kicking shows where it just starts off real hard and uh it i think it sets a real sort of optimistic tone uh lyrically that sort of the the rest of the set uh, has at least from from my experience with it uh
1: yeah i i looked at the set before uh before i listened to the show and uh randy on the on the flip side from you when i saw that was the opening song i recognized the potential immediately and i thought this was terrific i loved this this might it might it might have been the highest point of the show right up top for me i I, I was blown away by it. I loved it as an opener.
2: What I'll say is this version was incredibly tight. it was emotional. Um, and I think it's one of these cases where they played it so well and it sounded so good that I was fine with it opening here, but i I don't I don't know I, I understand why it was only used three times as an opener. i I don't think. It's one of those that needs to be consistently in the game, like release or sometimes or, or any of yeah. those. No, it, this
1: is a, this is a, a special thing. This, right. This, yeah. this, this they should only do a few times. Maybe, you know, maybe they should bring it back and do it in, in a new tour because it's been a very long time, but uh, I don't think they should kill it altogether.
2: It's, it's one that I think personally that it works in the encore the best. But it's also one that sort of doesn't really have a home, so therefore you can try it as an opener. Uh, you know, if you play it mid-set, it's gonna kind of sound like it's coming out of nowhere. Um, it's. I think my thing here is it's really a tough act to follow, and you almost, you almost. Um, there's so much emotion coming out of it that you're going from this into corduroy corduroy is that that kick in the nuts, like you said. Um, and, and you almost don't know if, if that should be what's following it. And that, that's sort of where I'm getting at, uh, with the whole usually being played in the encore thing after this would be like a just breathe or something along those lines. So I, I, it was, it was weird to hear corduroy following up.
1: I agree. I think it was, I think, uh, I think Inside Job actually overshadowed Corduroy.
2: That, completely.
0: Oh, I don't know. I...
1: The... The internal struggle. Cue the Scooby-Doo
2: reactions. <laughs> <laughs> there's
0: there, there's something in my head and like there's words and it's like, oh, I don't know what, what those words are. I, I, I think that it it gives the, the inside job starting off with and then going into Corduroy. It has a sort of, this is going to be something different sort of intro and then Corduroy sort of lets you know, but don't be scared. You know, it's like, we're not going to go all sorts of crazy here. We're still going to, uh, you know, give you what you want i mean this is sure this is this is vegas the home of the american well they took a gamble no they took a gamble yeah so
2: to to speak um yeah i I, you know it's just it's just a tough act to follow and and to sort of tell everybody you know after after hearing all this and tell everybody okay now it's time to start the show you're you're like Hold on, give me a second. I I, I just had to process this, <laughs> and now you want me to 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 go in and and start kind of you know uh, chanting and, and and bobbing my head and and that's all that's a, I feel like it's a lot to ask of somebody. Maybe maybe if it was inside job right into worldwide suicide. Worldwide suicide being I don't know uh, le- less emotion emotional attachment to it. Uh then maybe I'd say okay, this this can make sense, but it's it's putting it's putting two songs that a lot of people have emotional attachment to right next to each other and it, and it seems to uh I don't know if they're reacting off each other that well.
0: well. I think earlier in the in the tour before they before they started playing with Tom Petty and stuff, they played some of the songs from the self titled and people weren't really into them. The album had only come out a couple months before. So we,
2: we had covered that we had covered the fact that the Chicago shows were yeah. all the same people in front both nights. And then once uh, they went to grand Rapids, which is the show we covered, that's one. If, if you're look, looking to listen to episodes, uh, grand Rapids definitely go and listen to that one. um, they, they shook things up and, and they moved everybody that who, who would be sitting in the front rows and they moved them back a spot and then they got all new faces up front, uh, you know, so the reaction to those songs like Worldwide Suicide and Life Wasted and Marker in the Sand that were all played pretty early um, were, were positive reactions. And um, I, I think you're, you're right on the money that Worldwide Suicide, and that, that was in my notes, it's very typical in 2006 to hear worldwide suicide, either number one, number two, or number three. And I feel like everything else being unpredictable was cool, but this was kind of the thing that people were just like, okay, enough. I I guess I would equate it to mind your manners being, you know, within the first three or four songs of uh, the lightning bolt tour sets.
1: But at the same time, you know, you know, Pearl Jam does mix things up a lot, but in, in a lot of ways too, they do things typical bands do, and that's what you do when you're supporting an album. 100 percent Uh and I understand people getting a little frustrated, but you're if you're seeing them three, four, five nights in a row and they're supporting an album that had just come out, shut the fuck up and enjoy <laughs> the show. Like this is expected. No matter how much they switch things up, no matter how much they like to surprise people this is what bands do and you know, get on board because avocado is the best. <laughs> Randy.
2: I was, I was, I was handing it off.
0: Oh, to who me to, to you? Yeah. Yeah. You oh crap. Suicide. Oh, for worldwide suicide. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, I, it was uh oh crap. Uh, good. I don't, but that's, all i got sorry (laughs) (laughs) um
2: yeah you know even though you're gonna see this in every single set list in 2006 it's you know we we cover a lot of things ahead of 2006 where you don't get worldwide suicide so it is refreshing and even after 2006 you don't really hear it as much uh you know the two since like 2014 they've played it twice uh so it's refreshing to hear it uh Mm -hmm. even though i'm sure people that were going on that tour are probably so sick of that song that you know they would be fine never hearing it again but everything sounds good to this point i think uh it feels good and and it kind of it gets you the first three into grievance um which we've talked about before being very early in the set uh first of all there was it was a tremendous transition between the two songs i think uh it were grievance and the transitions we've talked about it so much that that drum that drum beat can come out of anything uh
1: unless unless it's coming out of like another binaural song that's it that it's uh sandwiched in between or something where where those binaural songs don't really work out well together. That's the only time where I don't I don't really like it.
2: This one at work though. The, oh, this was
1: this was this was like the best transition of the entire night.
2: Yeah. Um and it, again, this uh grievance was kind of the staple uh of the binaural tour being played like third or fourth. You could say that grievance was the worldwide suicide, so to speak. <laughs> Cause they if they're gonna play a new song from a new album pretty early on to, to expose it more uh, maybe grievance had that same feel to it so it's kind of it's appropriate that it's here and it works it, it's it sounds really good um, here's here's the thing uh, I'm just kind of reading off what I wrote in my notes here Uh Ed mentions a hundred times in the show how he has a bad voice today. He's sick. He doesn't feel good. Um, he mentions it a thousand times. So, I, I've, I, I went back and I listened, and I wanted to listen and, and hear where he, where he was struggling and hear where he was successful. And you know, four songs in, I, it's a little bit of a struggle, and I don't think it would be noticeable if you hear it live were you noticing anything?
3: No,
0: that's I, the it's, it, and it's nothing like where now after, you know, X number of years since he's still been smoking where, you know, if he gets sick, there's, he's not hitting any high notes and it's all just sort of voice, just sort of crapping out when he's sick. Uh, it's, it just, couldn't tell he was soldiering through it. Fine. It was, it was just kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This, well, if you say so, it's probably something more psychological and
1: something more that he felt than what, uh, people could hear. Well, not to mention that it doesn't help that he was smoking on stage during this performance <laughs> while he's saying he's sick. <laughs> uh, for, for me though, it, it's, uh, it's really obvious later on. Uh, I didn't hear it yet. I thought. I actually thought his performances was uh, were really good. I, I actually liked all of these uh, uh, up up to grievance so far. I thought they all sounded good. I just want to say about worldwide suicide though we've we've heard better ones that the Cameron backup vocals on the verses are usually the standout, and they I thought they were just okay on this one. That's the that's the first thing I listened to on that song. And
2: there was there was another song I wrote that on. I don't remember what it was. Definitely an avocado song, but I feel. I feel like his vocals either weren't mixed very well, or they were just, or his mic was uh, was too far away, something like that. But I, I somewhere in this, I, I, I had said uh, that Matt's backups were were not great.
1: Yeah, it might have been marker in the sand because I feel like there was another one yeah. too. I know. I, I, I do agree. I just life wasted. I'm pretty sure okay. I'm pretty sure
2: it was life wasted we'll,
1: well yeah that's possible
2: yeah we'll get to that point because I know I remember writing it um uh yeah it, it it sounds like if you're really listening and paying attention to it it sounds like it's a little bit laboring for him and it's really he's coming off unscathed but as we go on yeah that's that's where I have some trouble as we go on and, and we'll continue talking about it. So uh, Ed acknowledges the crowd here says it's going to, it might be a bumpy ride. Uh, and then he feels like he's going to say something else, but he's kind of like, but, <laughs> but given a fly. So that's his transition and given <laughs> a fly. Yep. Uh, sure consummate hands.
0: professional.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he's just getting inside his own head. That's the problem. Is that he he's he thinks that it's worse than what it is,
3: and nobody yeah. else
2: nobody else thinks that. So I I don't know I don't know. Uh, and it's probably screwing up his his whole well, mentality not, for this.
1: He might notice it not yet, but there are there are a couple points in the set where he does absolutely fall apart.
2: It gets it gets worse, but we'll touch up on that when when time comes. Right right now, it's fine. Uh, maybe we should like do some kind of like meter where he's, I wish this was a visual podcast where you can kind of
0: shows a the thermometer going s- up and down. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. Going into the red, going into the black whatever, whatever have you right now. We'll, we'll put this, this meter is at steady. He is steady right now. Um, when uh, it changes. I, thought sounded, I thought he
1: sounded pretty good. Actually. I thought grievance was fantastic.
2: Okay. So you want to put him a little higher? I I thought Steady was was just uh, like good, average, uh, you know, but not like. I, I didn't want to put him at like you know peak. So uh, to speak. You know what?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right because um, yeah, Corduroy was a little. Uh, it, it wasn't as powerful as we normally hear, and Worldwide Suicide, same thing. Okay, so I, I, I'll give I'll, I'll give you a <laughs> I, he I, talked I'd, I'd ex- you down. <laughs> he, he did. You know what? I just I went back and I looked, and I'm like, no, you know, yeah, you're right. Steady's good. Steady's a good word.
2: You, you not giving Eddie the benefit of the doubt. That, that I mean, the least shocking thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just there's always an excuse.
2: <laughs> uh, so he says, given a fly, we get given a fly. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about the pacing. Whether it's too fast, too slow. It's. Uh, It's paced exactly how, if they're going to pace it this way live, how it should be paced live. Um, Usually, I don't like it this early, because I think it kind of, I don't know, it spoils some of the magic that you can get from an early in the set. Uh, To me, at least. I don't think it's like that to other people. But um, I think I enjoyed it coming out of Grievance. And what what I don't like when I hear given a fly sometimes I don't like when it's like brain of J then given a fly and then into mm. like animal or something like that. That totally mm. throws me off. But I think the way that these next three are placed uh, works out pretty well.
0: And you start off with, or besides inside job, you go into three Eddie songs and then you got three Mike songs too, which kind of oh, yeah. okay. each little chunk, a, Uh, a a sort of theme that you're going through uh, at least uh uh dynamically i think with the with the music going you know pretty going pretty far up and then kind of floating along in the middle here
2: i didn't even think of the mic dynamic that's that's a really good point that uh we should bring up more often but yeah this is you're right three mic songs in a row
1: yeah that's a good point especially when you've uh, see them paired together like this and yeah Randy I, I agree with you I do not like this placement it works well I think with the with the two that follow it but not with the uh, with the four or so before it um, yeah I didn't really have any notes on it I thought it was I thought it was fine I thought it was paced pretty well but uh, yeah the spot uh, the spot kind of disappointed me
2: see I was I was okay with it coming out of grievance because grievance is not yeah, I not as hard as something like uh i don't know hell hell or last exit like those yeah, ones i don't yeah. think it works off I, of
1: I, I i do agree with with that too with what you're saying i think i don't know i think grievance is a little uh a little bit more uh, uh you know uh uh, uh you know a, a fist pumping head rocking song and yeah it didn't it didn't really feel natural uh and you know Eddie Eddie breaking up the tension there a little bit kind of kind of um Slowed the momentum down. So I wasn't, wasn't too crazy about it.
2: I, uh, I think more so than it coming off of Grievance, I think we talked about the last time we did Marker in the Sand, uh, how kind of impossible it was to figure its way into a set. But yeah. Marker in the Sand coming out of Given the Fly, I think, worked pretty well. As good as it could. I agree. Um, yeah, we, we we've mentioned. I think that's going back to the the Grand Rapids show, the other two thousand six show that we we did, and it just being Marker and Sand is just one of those weird songs. It's kind of it's up tempo, yet it's like, is it a is it a comeback song? Is it a is it a bring down song? That that's sort of. It's a little, it's a little confusing how it could be utilized, but after giving a fly, I think works. Um, what did you think about it, Brandon?
0: Yeah, it still has the sort of soaring choruses with it, where it's just sort of you're you're flying, you're yep. floating along, and 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 I think that that pairs well at least you know in in theory and i think you know the, from the show too it 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 works real good i think paired with given to fly and uh it's it, it it's 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 one of my favorite songs from that album so it it's just a song
2: it, that doesn't get enough love i will say yeah. that it was this wasn't my favorite version of the song uh it felt energetic but it just seemed it seemed average when they could have put a little bit more I don't Know, I guess a little more passion, a little more emphasis on it, but it just felt it just felt plain.
1: At least they didn't screw it up this time, though. <laughs>
2: no, they didn't screw it up, uh, they didn't but, write the song and fuck it up. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it was always one of my favorite songs on the album, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I do like it out of Given a Fly. I said I, I do like uh, the transitions from Given a Fly on here, but I think yeah it is tough to place in a set and same with given a fly man I, I i think both of them together work well and they're both way too early i don't I this i don't think this was the right spot for either of these songs even though they work well together it would still felt a little out of place so i think in this particular occasion i would have preferred marker in the sand to be later
2: What you probably needed after Worldwide Suicide is you probably would have needed one of those other early, and I say after Worldwide Suicide and and not Grievance, um, Last Exit, Hell Hell, uh, early, I call them the continuous pacer songs where, you know, it, it just it continues that 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 flow that momentum um they they tried shifting momentum more than maintaining it in this one i feel like and that's probably why it seems like things were bumped up a little bit higher than they they should have been if that makes any sense
1: yeah i agree to that
2: so uh after marker ed says there are some songs about faith and this is one of them and then he says for the second time, well, this is the first time he's actually mentioning why it's a bumpy ride. He says, uh, he's a little scratchy tonight, so if you know this one, help him out. That's that's where I take issue with this. This is like second, I'll, I'll consider it second of about six times where he's making an excuse for himself. And really, if he would have never mentioned anything, I probably would nev- never have even noticed And it made it worse knowing how he was actually feeling, because now I'm I'm listening I'm listening for it now. He says he's feeling a little scratchy. All right, well now I'm I'm gonna listen for it, and I'm gonna you know obviously if if I was in your position, Brandon, I wouldn't I wouldn't really care. I wouldn't be listening for him, you know, as a scratchy voice, but listening to it on bootleg and you know doing this as a uh, as a hobby um you have to you have to consider that it it's not a good look that he's he's mentioning it
0: i think it, it it it's sort of i don't know trying to just give more into the the guy he is the guy we all think he is you know he's gonna be honest and uh, authentic and it's, it's, you know, it, it, it is probably just, you know, more in his head than, um, than it is present in anybody else's mind because, you know, it's like, oh, he's, you know, psyching himself out. And I, I, I think that it was just more, of that yeah like you're looking for it now that he's said oh i have a i have a weakness right over here so don't 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 look at it don't pay any attention to it and you're like oh well that's all i can look at now yeah exactly right don't think about elephants what oh no
1: (laughs) stay puffed marshmallow man (laughs) (laughs) exactly um
2: yeah i think and and really once once it comes later in the set uh you're really listening to it, and I don't think even later in the set, I would have if he would have never said anything or maybe not mentioned it like four or five times. I per, later in the set, I would have been like, "He eh, you was know, a little off. Maybe he's just getting a little tired." But I never would have said that. Man, he really had a scratchy night. I, that's that's just where I think the the excuses are 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 kicking in, and it's just a it's just a thing where I. I I would rather him just plow through it and not say anything. You know, I think the Memphis show was one where he mentioned it once and that was cool and people were like, "All right, got it. This is not your best night," but he never mentioned it again and it was still it was still a good show. So, he could do a good show with, without being 100%. We know that for a fact. Um, all right. Faithful is here uh this was only played twice on this entire tour uh so it's a bit of a rare showing when 2006 they're doing how many shows i mean there's it's a lot there's a lot going on in 2006 so for this to only be played twice in a whole year where you're touring for an album that's that's uh that's pretty rare to to hit um I'm just not crazy about it. Following marker in the sand, uh, it should have marker should have darted right into even flow if they were going to do it that way, and then went into faithful. Uh, it just, I, I know it's Mike, 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 but I think it, it just kind of, it's a weird flow.
0: Yeah, this it's a little bit of a of a of a stumble coming out of marker in the sand. Um but like I said you they they didn't play it this much this tour, so i I mean if you if you like the song and you were you were waiting for it, you're like, oh cool, yeah, right on
2: yeah, it's probably a hit for some people, uh especially those that are you know doing this whole you know the whole West coast tour or the whole East Coast tour or whatever they're doing uh it probably is more of a highlight than some of the other stuff uh just because of its rarity, but it just you know it's not rare to us because we've we've done it so (laughs) we we can we can appreciate its rareness from this time but you know it doesn't mean that faithful is this uh put this put it on this this sort of pedestal you know what i mean matt matt back back me up on this
1: well uh i can't actually this is really funny uh so, I do not like this song. I, I, I think this song is really boring. Uh, I, I never f- found it catchy. I, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I never got into this song. I, I thought it fit really well after Marker in the Sand. They're both evenly paced. They both have the same kind of tempo and tone. And I actually thought, uh, I thought it coming out of Marker in the Sand was actually a really good choice. And I thought it sounded pretty, pretty good. It was a nice, um, It was a nice flow. I thought even for a song that I don't care for, so I'm on the other fence here. Actually, with the, with a song I don't even like, uh, I I got to disagree with you guys.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I think that after marker and sand, I think I was left wanting some, and I'll, I'll always go back to like give me give me something hard, give me something that is faster, give me something that moves. Right, I, I especially totally, early.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that. As far as just keeping a, a specific pace uh, post given a pre-even flow, I think uh, Marker in the Sand into Faithful was perfect. Uh, just, just being honest. The
2: one, the one thing I will say about this choice is that if you have a scratchy voice night and you're only doing this song <laughs> twice, why are you choosing this song? It's probably one of the worst choices you can make.
1: That's fair. That is a, That's. Uh, it was many, bold. He he's taking gambles, man. We 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 we're talking. That's what we talked about.
0: I, he, I didn't think he he sounded that bad, in like in the in the falsetto
1: parts at the end. No, no, yeah. No, no he, he didn't, didn't sound he didn't, bad. But but there was a very real chance that he could have. Yeah. Or but that's or probably. At least, at this least is probably why
2: it was this early.
1: He could have hyped himself up to to where he blows it by mentioning that he's not feeling well he didn't but that it could have gone that way i bet i bet because
2: there there are a couple of these that you know from if if i were in the band i'd be like really you're not feeling well and you want to do this one tonight i would i would have questioned him um Mm -hmm. but i wonder if if it was him trying to challenge himself and see where his range was you know obviously for for future for future times when he's he's sick and and he has to uh you know he has to put a set list together can i do faithful in those nights um
1: uh, or he could have made the set when you know you're backstage maybe he was feeling fine and then uh you know it gets didn't to sound get to fly. like it. Well maybe, the, way you know, maybe, he's, the way he's well, talking no, it sounded like Yeah, he's... yeah. What I mean is then he comes out and he starts performing and you know, you get up to giving a fly and you have like this this uh oh moment and uh you kind of just have to push ahead there. So maybe he had the best of intentions making the set list and actually started to perform and noticed that uh maybe by the end of the first set he was gonna be a little a little off. So, you know, it could have been that.
2: If this were in any other spot, you know, if this were later in the set, even in the first set, I bet you, it wouldn't have sounded like it did here because uh, I I honestly, I noticed nothing, even with trying to listen for an imperfect voice, I, I didn't notice anything. so uh,
1: no, I thought it, I thought it was performed very well.
2: Yeah,, yeah. it was a good performance. Um, all right, Matt, we had texted., uh, you texted me and you're like, I can't believe it. I
1: think somebody was was chanting it,
2: and oh, he,
1: did you go back and hear it? Oh yeah. So it's there a few times, right?
2: It, I heard it l- at least twice. And I heard
1: it at yes here and then, uh, and then right before encore one starts, right?
2: I heard it in a different one. Um,
1: okay. All right.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I wrote it down, and then the, the other spot that you told me where it was. Uh, we'll, we'll get to what this is in a second, by the way. Uh, it wasn't, I didn't hear it in that spot. The one that
1: you told me where it was. So yeah, I definitely heard it there.
2: (laughs) Even though, you know, the, some of the crowd is not enjoying the avocado, uh, songs that are being played. Um, one fan uh, one fa-
1: one fan that is is going to be my my best friend if I find out who it is,
2: and he has a particularly loud voice uh, where he, where <laughs> you can hear him on bootleg. He is is asking the band, he's begging them, play Big Wave.
1: You hear him, you hear him a few times. Go, it's this, it's the exact same thing every time, Eddie, Big Wave. <laughs> <laughs> so I text Randy and I am like, dude, confirm this for me, like just tell me i'm not hearing things and i'm glad that you heard him say it
2: yep yep more than <laughs> once so
1: we should mention that big wave was on the sound the sound check
2: that's probably why somebody was saying it maybe they were you know in the corridor or something like that listening to sound check and they were like shit uh
1: spoiler alert everyone Big wave is not on this set list. It is not (laughs) the
2: day that it is. uh, That's literally going to be the only promotion that we have for that episode. Even flow is in the spot. Uh, I thought this was a really good even flow. Last time we had heard, obviously not the last, last time, but uh, when we were doing the show with John, we had heard even flow and Matt, doing the solo um i matt does a solo here too and and i remember john saying that this was kind of around the time where where matt was uh was pulling it off so i want to listen to how this solo sounded and then kind of talk about what maybe the differences were between this one and the one we heard two weeks ago so let's uh let's hear what they pulled out So the Cameron solo that we heard from the Charlotte show, uh, it felt like it was more of a. And John had mentioned this. Uh, it was kind of like they were passing the time and waiting for Eddie to get back to, his sta- to the stage for the cue, and it didn't sound like he was going into something strong. It sounded like it was just, um, it was just, it was just sort of biding the time. But this felt like they had been planning for the solo here and this sounded he was on fire it sounded incredible
0: yeah he it's a real focused i think solo and it's not too messing around with sort of off beats or anything like that it's real sort of straightforward but it's also you know showy which you know it's always cool to see matt cameron do from back in the sound garden weird time signature days and stuff but it's real grounded and it just it just fits right in there and everybody's able to just get right back in without losing uh uh, too much energy
1: or 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 buy-in into the song yeah uh i have nothing more to add those were pretty much what i had in my notes too it was nice it was tight uh it, it it sounded like it was supposed to be there uh that's all I got. Yeah. You guys, you guys nailed it. <laughs> that's the
2: Lamborghini Matt Cameron for
1: you. That's it. <laughs> um,
2: that's and it. that's how it comes, comes out of even flow. Uh, a very, you know, I, I don't want to say typical because it's, uh, obviously Cameron's doing this in, in, in this version, but, uh, typical in the sense that it, it's, it is about nine to 10 minutes long.
3: Uh, and oh, Randy, you know what? I
1: forgot to mention. Was uh, that just uh, real, real quick. I, uh, I mentioned I saw Dream Theater, and they did a, they did, you know, they have the whole like screen in the back. They show like you know different clips and whatever. And there was a part where they go through like these tombstones, and uh, one one of the tombstones came up, and it said Cornell on it, and the the entire crowd Ooh. fucking lost their mind. It was like a Whoa. really cool moment. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Nice little tribute there. They there was a bunch of other artists, uh, like their last names on. On uh, headstones, and then the the Cornell one was the last one, and the fucking crowd went nuts. So I thought that was really cool. Wow! Also, oh, is... it wasn't a real going through an actual cemetery no, no, no. or anything. It, it was but like an was... animation oh, okay. type thing. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's I was like that...
0: wow! A bunch of famous people buried in the same place. What? <laughs>
1: it's like uh, celebrity. It's graveyard. like the walk of the walk of the walk of stars uh, <laughs> in Hollywood, except except horrible. <laughs> uh god uh the, this this podcast likes to take turns for the worst and that's that's the only way we'll have it
2: well we joked about somebody dying before so Uh-oh. or we t- t- earlier in the show the mastodon thing
0: oh yeah 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 that was that, that was a jo- joke that wasn't a joke it was, but, it was
2: but accidental it was, yeah no that's what I'm saying <laughs> but other other shows would stay steer far clear from that and uh
1: so you, you mean a lot of other shows wouldn't wouldn't make that mistake? Is what you're saying?
2: <laughs> no, they would be a lot nicer and friendlier about it, and uh, right. probably wouldn't even think to go that route.
0: But uh, yeah, yeah, Casey yeah, not, Kasem uh, so. talking about a dead dog again and you know, <laughs> trying to go out of an up-tempo record. Oh boy.
2: Uh, so Matt, uh, or Ed, comes out of this. He gives a nod to Matt, and he says, you've also probably known him for years. We're all fortunate to know him. Mike McGrady on lead guitar. That's nothing that we haven't heard from any show before. Uh, he says, I see a Brazilian flag over there, a Texas shirt over there. If New York is a melting pot, Vegas is a boiling pot. Looks pretty good from here. And that goes into gone. Um, I think this was good placement as as much as you know they're not using a lot of the faster songs in around the spot uh i do feel like a cool down was needed after even flow so uh i i was fine with gone here and and uh i think it i think it worked i think it sounded pretty good
0: yeah, also, oh, I was looking up the uh, the temperature back then in 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 Vegas, and it was like, <laughs> consistently in the hundreds, so it it was uh, literally a, a melting pot.
1: And I love that tie in. That's great. I'm really, I'm really glad you did that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't even think about that. I, I,
2: I didn't even think about that before that. I thought he was just saying using boiling pot as another term for melt. I, that makes sense now. Okay, I get it. It's middle of July i get it
0: yeah it's, uh-huh. <laughs> it's real hot yeah. but uh <laughs> for me gone it's not my favorite it, i i it, it seems like it could be so much there's like so much potential there but it, it just doesn't it doesn't grab me Maybe, maybe if I was uh, a little bit younger when this album came out, it, it probably would have, would have uh, filled up some of the same space that like a, a rear mirror or like another sort of, uh, of, you know, just get out and, you know, damn the man sort of, yeah, you, my parents suck. I'm going to get out of here. Would have, would have would have grabbed me it's, well, it's
2: suicidal tendencies like uh
0: like going lyrics. for a pepsi yeah but but it's 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 not that it's it's bad lyrics it's just it's it's not for me not for the age that i was i think when that when the album came out it seemed a little just not juvenile I was in life not necessarily juvenile but like not not where i was at life i mean i at this point, uh, the year before, me and a bunch of the people that that uh, went to this concert had been living in uh, Phoenix for a year. Um, going, going. Uh, so I guess we were used to that heat by then. I don't know, but no, we uh, so we 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 went from Reno and lived in uh, Phoenix for a while while a couple of them went to school, and we're like, uh, oh, you know, if we all get a house together, it'll be really cheap rent, and it'll just be a cool little adventure. And then, you know, coming back. And sort of I, I don't know, maybe he was leaving and then coming back home. It it it's sort of like, ah, you know, leaving's sometimes not all it's cracked up to be. Sometimes it's 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 nice to be home.
2: I get That's that. It's kinda nice. That's, yeah. That's, yeah.
1: Actually you, you yeah, you kinda opened my mind on something there because <laughs> you know, I was like it was, you know college kid 19 years old living in new york city and uh you know the you know a song like this comes out and maybe that is why i i do like it and thinking about it maybe subconsciously and you just brought it out of 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 the the depths of my brain uh because yeah i i like it when it pops up i do like the song i thought it sounded pretty good here and um i i don't know if i loved it after evenflow but uh, it's a, it's a happy to have in class song for me. So that's really all I had to say about it. But thank you for like, uh, awakening Being your therapist. Me. And- yes, it was I Yeah. It we was appreciate that. We're, we're getting, we're going on some new levels here today. <laughs> yeah. We're,
2: we're going in weird directions that we're going in interesting directions. Um, I did write in this one that, uh, Ed's kind of, I guess, uh, I'll call it inconsistencies. There's some times in this is performance where he needed a bit of a breath. Um
1: mm-hmm. There were there were, you're right, there were some parts.
2: Yeah, it takes away from the Cameron backup spots. This is I that's where I wrote about Cameron's uh backup gotcha. vocals. Okay. Not I'm sure yeah. I wrote it on Life Wasted too, but I feel like it took away from from this one particular.
1: That's so. fair, yeah.
2: Uh, but this goes gone in the daughter, uh, daughter's daughter. I really don't have any notes, so take it away.
0: Uh, there's, you know, the, not it just sort of improv tag, I guess at the end, it's not really
2: yeah. part of any
0: song or anything, but like a, just kind of
2: like a whisper. I hear her name, like a whisper. I hear na- something. I don't know. It it's. It's poetic, but I I have no idea what it attributes to, and there's no, uh, you know, there's no sign of uh, of any th- of this being part of a song. It's probably just something that came to his head. Yeah,
0: and then he does his 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 little weird sort of. Well, he's got the echo in his voice, just the that he used to I think do a little bit more when he,
1: you know, had nothing else to do at the, at the end of the song. <laughs> right. It's so gross when he does that. Randy knows I don't really like that. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, does some weird things. I don't really care for this tag, but I've said it before, man. On a good mix, on a good bootleg mix, uh, when when Jeff's upright bass sounds good, oh, yeah. it, it sounds amazing, and it sounds amazing here again. And it just it's another another version or another reason why I like this version of Daughters because the the mix on that upright bass is fucking spot on again
0: yeah his bass i think through the whole show uh i I can't remember live if it was if if it sounded this good but i know like on the bootleg it's like oh wow man the the just in the right spots where he's just kind of going crazy he's a bass machine you can really hear it in 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 this bootleg and it's like oh yeah this is he's he's rocking out this is great
1: yeah yeah and jeff has a very specific bass tone it's uh it borders muddy but it's it's not muddy it's just full and there are, are venues where his bass won't sound good like a place like um uh, over here by us on long island uh jones beach if you get a windy night
3: mm-hmm. uh
1: it's going to be an absolute mess uh the old coliseum where we where where we used to go you know it's uh where the islanders played um that room was terrible. They still play it, they're well, playing yeah, they're right ba- now. They're, they're, yeah, they're, well, that's the that's the new Coliseum. Uh, I haven't seen a show there, but the old Coliseum was a, a bass death trap, and it would you know it would sound terrible there. But uh, you get his bass and his upright in a good venue, and uh, it's it's tonal bliss. And uh, this this daughter was a good example of that.
2: I feel like this era of bootlegs was, uh, starting to be the, the coming out party of, of Jeff really showing, uh, how strong of, of shows, uh, he can have. Um, and it's not saying that he wasn't having them in years prior. It's that
1: you're no, it's just the bootlegs sound better. Exactly. Like these, it, these bootlegs from 2006 man are, are amazing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think we, we dealt with that with, um, one of the Canadian tour shows, from two thousand five, and I've listened to a couple of those, and those are fantastic mixes. And you know, no different two thousand six. This was another really really good mix here.
0: Yeah, this is from the weird era before they, uh, uh, like after they stopped making CDs for everything, and and I don't think they made any discs, any physical discs for uh, this tour, and maybe like the one afterwards or something. Not even uh, made to order, but they had their own sort of uh ordering like they had their own app that you had to download and uh order your bootlegs through before they like switched over to nugs or whatever they're doing now
2: i remember 2000 the 2008 tour i had those cds i think they were still doing discs but that might have been when they started doing digital download
0: yeah maybe maybe it was the maybe it was like this one in the maybe it was just this tour. Cause the, like all the, the artwork, like you, you would get the CDs and you know, of course it'd come with the artwork, but it was like ones that you could, it was artwork that you could print out to actually fold the CDs together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen
2: that before. I don't, I don't like when, when bands do that. I think that's just, it's too much work. Nobody wants to do that much work.
1: I'm not going to go to a Kinko's and print this stuff out on (laughs) cardstock. Yeah. I liked the, I liked the old ones, the old, uh, the old cardboard, the cardboard ones the 2000s are the with the, with the stamp. Those were great. Cause it was, I mean, you, that's a, a it looks bootleg, you know? Right. Yeah. Those are the, those are the best ones.
2: Those are, yeah, those are the best. I'll always go back to those. Uh, I, I, there's no reason to buy the CDs anymore. They, they look cool. And I know that they have the whole entire collection for sale for, you know, whatever discounted price that they're doing it now from discounted price
1: It's like three hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> discounted, but if you bought as, each of them individually, that's what it's, I'm Like, like, like five hundred dollars or something. Uh, it's it, that's three hundred and sixty-seven dollars. I
2: would never <laughs> buy a physical c- CD again of any of any sort.
1: Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. Why, why? 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 Why would I? It depends on the band. I like to have them.
0: No, so are you just I, digital or vinyl now? Then is that sort of your?
1: I guess
2: uh, I just I, besides my car, I don't even have anywhere else to have a CD player, and I only have a CD player in my car because my car is a 2010. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and and even so, I think I told the story a couple months ago about how uh, my auxiliary cord broke and I had to actually listen to a CD. Um, I don't use it. I have no, I have no reason to. So uh, therefore, why why purchase? Especially if it's it, look if they come out with another studio album, sure, I'll probably purchase it because I kind of like having those. But uh, anybody else, no, I I no way not doing no,
1: that. No, I, I I I buy a hard copies uh, CD. I buy the vinyl of everything, but the hard copies I I'll only get for. Maybe like four or five bands. That's it. I, I I don't mean I'm buying CDs every week. It's it's specifically I, for I, specific bands.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's if you have a Spotify account or whatever music account that you use. It's buying CDs is. I feel I feel horrible that I bought so many CDs back in the early 2000s because now they're they seem completely useless to me. So,
1: <laughs> well, isn't that, isn't that funny how the the store we would go to like after high school would let out to buy CDs doesn't even carry CDs anymore? That's how far we've come or fallen, however you want well, to look at it. What
2: story are you referring to?
1: Uh, Best Buy.
2: You're referring to Best Buy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they, crazy. They barely
1: have DVDs anymore. Yeah. Well, they they completely stopped with CDs over here. So. Wow. I, Times are a changin', fellas. Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: they were,
0: It's it's all a scam. They want you to go streaming everything so they could sell you data, and then uh, Goldman Sachs comes in. And-
2: oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were getting this deep. Oh, I'm gra- I'm glad that Green Disease is next, though.
1: I'll add to it <laughs> too, guys. You know, you could go to uh, you can go to the Pearl Jam website. And if you don't want to buy the box set of all the bootlegs from last year, you could you could just buy the empty box to hold them in. And <laughs> so you could display that like you do own them, but it could be totally empty inside. And or then you're print planning
0: out on just getting a couple at a time, and then you can put them in there. <laughs> and, and then yeah.
2: print out the picture of all of them in in uh, the box. Like so you were buying still the get Star to the Wars out.
1: figures when they first came out. <laughs> It's true you fill up the uh, the plastic millennium falcon, right?
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, I see where you're going with this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tangent, man. We've 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 done it again. Uh But
0: so yeah, green disease uh really uh no, I think I, I it, it of course fits in a in a place like Vegas where, you know, cash is king and you know, you got to uh feel the world with your heart and not your your wallet. he says at the end
2: he does say that yes i I noticed that um this was one of the ones i wanted to play because i think that anytime green disease pops up we just have a really fun time hearing it and it's another good version so uh let's have a fun time (laughs) All right, so that was Green Disease. Matt, what do you have on it?
0: <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. <laughs> okay.
2: For context, perfect, everyone.
1: Perfect timing.
2: For context, so when, when I queued up uh, to play Green Disease, we usually stop and, you know, we give it a breath and then three, two, one, stop, talk, start talking again. Uh, we all said, Hey, can you, know, just grab water real quick. And we took a break for a second or two and Matt came back and he said, I just got a cupcake. Uh, you know, talk about green disease for a while. I said, all right. So that's why, uh, that's why we laughed. Cause I, I tossed it to him right away.
1: It was totally <laughs> worth it too. It was a really good cupcake.
2: <laughs> what, what kind of frosting?
1: Uh, it was vanilla frosting with funfetti. Oh yes, uh, uh, cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
0: you mean a funfetti? It's a funfetti. All right.
2: Uh, you want you want to hear something awesome? Always. Our, our wedding cake's gonna be funfetti. Oh no way! Ooh. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped, <laughs> and it's it's like it, it tastes like gourmet funfetti it's not just oh. like uh kind of. kind it, it's really really fucking good so
1: now it, i'm excited yeah, yeah.
2: now everybody has I, reason i to
1: wasn't help. before now i am <laughs> 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 Thanks, getting pal. married my friend but whatever <laughs> well, well oh, you know funfetti I, cake i go to two to three weddings every single weekend so uh i need some funfetti in my life you know <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding
2: um, anyway, I, I got, I got nothing but good things to say about green disease. Um, uh, it was, it was, it was fun and it was Fetty. That's for
0: sure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eddie um, Fetty. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Fetty. <laughs> Fetty Wap. Oh God. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: no, no. <laughs> um, Stone's part sounded really good on this. Uh, I, I guess it was just the mix and I was really, really able to hear how well Stone uh stood out. And it's not like he doesn't usually, but I um I was really appreciative of it on this version.
0: Yes. Everybody does well.
2: We all just nodded. <laughs> yeah. We all just nodded because that, you know nodding uh, makes uh, noise on on, on,
3: on audio
2: <laughs> podcasts. Um yeah, so yeah, he changes the word, uh, uh, the wording at the end to act with your heart and not your wallet, uh, instead of not your brain. So he changes the words to a couple of different songs. I don't remember what the other one was. It was, uh, something about a cub shirt.
1: I thought he changed some words in, uh, do the evolution as well. That's
2: what it was. Yeah. It was something about a cub shirt.
1: Uh, we'll get to that one too, because, anyway, um, Yeah, Green Disease, man. Uh, We've talked about this before. It's such a funny song because it's like, it's weird. It's like verse, verse, chorus, chorus, end. And there's almost nothing to this song. And it's one of my favorites, and I love it. And I thought thought it sounded great here. And you're right. Stone, you know, he's just got that one little part in the chorus there, man. And, And it's, I love it when Stone gets up and just belts out a good part in a, in a song or a solo or a vocal part, whatever it is. Uh, It's, it's great. That's all I have for it. Yeah. Um,
2: I, this whole, this whole, I guess this part of the set, uh, kind of like the mid to the end is probably my favorite, uh, section. And we'll get into something a little different in a second after, after we do rats here. But I think this was what I was, I was really kind of craving for was, the upbeat, the faster stuff, the, you know, the head bobbers. And that's, I guess it was a little more popular kind of after, uh, and popular, whimsical, whatever you want to say, after, uh, you know, Grievance mm-hmm. and through that. And I don't even consider Even Flow because Even Flow is kind of in its own category whenever I hear it. it it's just, it's not rock and roll. It's just Even Flow, uh, at this point, which is, is crazy, but, um, yeah, I, I really I like rats following up on Green Disease here. Uh, this is right around the time where they jumped into playing rats a little more. Uh, Albany in May of 06. They brought it back for the first time since 1998. And this was the fourth out of the five times that they played it on this tour. Um, I know we talked about it last week, and that's why we're not playing it, uh, this version, but... Um, I love the orpheum style and I think as far as the pacing goes this is pretty close to it uh, the only difference is is just you know the difference between Dave a and 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 Matt and uh, you know th- th- that version that we heard last week was was more raw but uh, uh this this is full this is this sounds really good
0: yeah Matt, Matt does a real good job laying it down and keeping everything in the pocket in this song it's it's it it you know it's like oh Davey Dave Davey Dave, Dave. but I think that with this song he really sort of was like oh oh yeah I'll show you I can you know do this just as good as uh as anybody else that's ever played this song
1: yeah absolutely 100 percent uh I've had a a real big uh newly found appreciation for Dave A since doing the podcast. Uh but last week, uh Rats is is not is not a a song for Dave A to play live. It it wasn't the same. It was poppy. Uh but I can't even put all the blame on Dave A. I, I didn't think Eddie uh performed Rats well at all last week. I thought the whole thing was a mess. It was it was um I don't know, it, it totally missed the mark and the point of the whole vibe and tone of the song last week. Uh, this one was absolutely spot on. Eddie hit those creepy notes, especially towards the end uh, with the rats parts. Uh, Cameron uh, showed that this is a song that he he understands what the tone of this song is supposed to be, uh, which sometimes he likes to throw his own spin on songs. Sometimes it works really well. Sometimes it, you know it could get away from him a little bit this one spot on uh uh, a couple parts there though in the in the choruses uh where the the vocals kind of go up into a higher part uh, that's where i started to notice that eddie's voice didn't really have the range that it usually does um but besides that i thought it was i thought it was Great spot on and uh, 1,000% improvement from last week.
2: You know, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, um, the range that Eddie has on this, because uh, I don't think the way that the album is where he goes, something, and I I can't do it right now because I don't have much of a voice uh, at this moment, but he goes really high, something big. I don't think he does that live as much. I think he goes just kind of, very standard and he doesn't try um, it's like certain parts in *Dissident*. He doesn't try to reach that high plateau that, that he has always hit.
1: Yeah. On the album, it's more of a belt. Like he's just belting it out. And of course he was younger, but here it had that throaty sound to it. Like he, like he, if he pushed it too hard, he might crack or cough or just lose his breath. So
2: right. But even uh, yeah. he, I
1: mean, at least I'll say he tried it, you know?
2: Yeah. And even with, uh, you know, all his problems that he claimed to have this night, I, I thought, I thought that rats actually sounded uh, pretty good compared to other songs where, he was kind of cracking and he was uh, mm-hmm. having issues. But um, that wasn't a case. What I'm trying to say here is that that wasn't a case of him trying to hold off because his voice was bad. That was um, sort of the change uh, that went into Rats at, the, at this point. I, I think maybe, maybe it had the eight-year delay or whatever. Yeah, eight years. Uh, because Eddie didn't think that he could hit that. And he wasn't confident yeah. in it. And maybe after a while he said, fuck it. It doesn't matter if I can or not. I'm yeah. just going to do it. And however we do it is fine. People want it. So, uh, yeah.
1: And when he, when he tries it, it's, it it's a little bit of a strain. And, you know, if he's saying he's not feeling well, it's probably not the best time to try it out. But he does. And it's, it doesn't ruin it. But you could hear it in his voice that it's probably a good idea to maybe change that part because, you know your voice is different now so right but besides that it was fine
2: yeah good version and uh we're continuing on here all right so this is um this is really interesting and that's all i tee it up as uh this is a song that everybody knows to be played a certain way but before going into this and hearing the intro of it and being like the fuck is this <laughs> the fuck are they doing here <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna nobody say what the song is because that's exactly the same exact feeling that i felt when this went from rats into this i want you to feel right now so one two three and hit it and then you're gonna be like the fuck song is this <laughs> song was that yeah (laughs) um all right i think i was really taken aback by it when i first heard it uh and i kept referring it referring to it as uh are they trying to do something like phantom of the opera or beethoven it's Dun, dun, Very, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun. Yeah, that's what
2: exactly what it felt. That's exactly what it that's, sounded like. That's perfect. And I'm just like, it sounded like a fucking thunderbolt, and I, I was turned off by it. And that was the first time I I had heard it, and never knew that they had tinkered with it before. And immediately, you know, thrown off, and I'm like, fuck this! I'm gonna have so many bad. <laughs> horrible things to say about it and then i listen to it the second time and i'm like you know what this is pretty fucking cool i liked it uh
0: this is probably my favorite version of the song when they play it this way partially because of the novelty i think of it but then again also starting off with you know the heavy uh bridge section uh, plugged in at the beginning and making that the basis instead of the uh, the the arpeggios uh, verse, it just it it just it just adds something to the song that that you you never knew it needed until you until you hear it this way. At least that's that's how I feel.
2: They played around with the chorus in this. I think they they go back. They kind of almost bookend these spots where it's like okay, I, they that start was a mess
0: up. up. <laughs> I think that was a mess up.
2: Okay. I well, what I'm trying to say is uh they they intro with that and then they kind of where the chorus should have been they go back into that and then it kind of gets really into the what we know as the chorus. It's it's lighter and uh then it kind of goes back into that hard, you know, uh dun 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 dun. dun. Uh <laughs> type feel to
1: it yeah i i i didn't hate this uh i was
2: i thought you were going to no
1: i was i was wildly confused by it and how many times like, did you end up listening to it uh i three times uh the second time i i picked up more on what they were doing it, it wasn't like it wasn't like they were just doing it heavy to to do it heavy they were switching parts around you know the bridge part they did this here they and then um yeah like you said that that little bit of a mess up i thought that did sound a little bit disjointed there and slightly awkward but i, I thought it was pretty cool i liked it yeah i, thought I, I thought I thought the I whole thing worked. It as a screw up yeah 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 it took me you know i i don't think i recognized it as a screw up it just felt like a little i don't know if a hiccup is the right word it I don't think it was right, but it wasn't. It wasn't wrong either. It's hard to describe this. It was version, a happy accident. Sure, let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's call it that.
2: Um, do you guys know what this version has been referred to in the insider loop? I went and I searched. I just wanted to see what people were saying about this. Uh, you know, and what the origins, uh, where it came from, and it was kind of. It was more common in you know this this era and maybe a little bit in 2003 that's kind of what i was gathering i think they did a version of this at one of the gorge shows um which i guess is the most popular version of it or the one that most people know but do you know what uh this version has been coined
0: i've i have no idea if it's called anything different but i've seen it in the Made of Vale, I think is what it's called sessions, uh in Italy, they recorded this and a couple other songs. They did this version of garden and that that's all I've ever called
1: it. I, I, I actually uh I wanted to look it up too, Randy, and I, I did see it referred to as one thing, and I wonder if it's what you're uh if you saw it as too. I hope so. Uh did people call it Sound Garden? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it!
2: I'm awesome. Glad
1: we bo- I'm glad we both looked that up.
2: <laughs> I'm glad we got the same result because it seems like one of those things that like one one guy would call it Soundgarden and right. everybody right. else would be like that's that's fucking stupid. I'm not calling it that. I'm just gonna call it like Hardgarden.
1: I think Hardgarden. <laughs> I think it was. Saying, <laughs> uh, awful. I think I saw it on a on a forum post. Someone was asking about a version of it from like a bootleg from like oh three or something like that.
2: Yeah, and that's exactly that's exactly the same post that I saw. I
1: think Okay, okay.
2: Um and uh Yeah, I, I, I didn't know how to I just searched like alternate garden. Cause I how else do you refer to it? Beethoven garden?
1: I searched fast garden, but it's not fast <laughs> <laughs> but it got no. me the, it got me the result, so I can't complain.
2: At least you didn't search Hard Garden. Hard Garden.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <fucking> Harden. Hard.
2: <laughs> okay, metapod. That's a good, I like that. Uh, all right, a lot of chance here uh, for big wave again. Did you hear it here?
1: <laughs> I did not hear it here. No.
2: Okay, you are going to have to go back and listen to it.
0: All right. I kept hearing something. I am glad I finally know what that was.
2: Every time I you hear it. the
1: guy go, Eddie, yeah. just listen. It's right after it every time. What was? I love them.
2: Did we talk to somebody, or did I read this somewhere? Where there was a show around this era, they weren't playing big wave a whole hell of a lot, and somebody did the same thing. Said when are you play in big wave, and Eddie said saving it.
1: Oh yeah, I think you had mentioned that before.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember where I got that story from. Well,
1: they, Shit, been saving it for a while. So
2: we've been saving it. Yeah, I know exactly when we're going <laughs> to do it too. I have it marked.
1: Oh great. Don't tell me. <laughs> Don't tell me. I want to be surprised when I get the bootleg.
2: Well <laughs> you're not gonna be surprised because you'll you'll know by the person coming on the show.
1: Oh is it that son of a bitch, mm. aka my brother? Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you're both you're both the same son. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I did that on purpose. So, uh, All right. So Ed says here, we've been waiting till the singer gets his shit together before we try the next one, uh, at least until his throat isn't ravaged. Uh, what you hear won't be the best version of the song, but it'll have heart. It, uh, if you know it, help me out. And um, this here is Parachutes. Uh, it's only the third time that they would play parachutes at this point which is 22 in total so pretty rare to hear it um i think we've we've covered it before but i don't know as to how uh in in what kind of depth have we covered it so I, I i have it marked to play uh so we're gonna we're gonna hear it and uh uh that's it take a listen People think the song is a little airy and a little boring. Uh I like it. I, I I think it's fine. I think it's I think it's I think it's positive. It brings out like good vibes and uh I don't know, it's it's uh I I, I know other people are are just I, I it's a filler for them, but I I'm kinda I kinda like this song.
0: Yeah, it's a good song. It's 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 <clears throat> got the funky you know seven four 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 seven four that i think is hard to get into the groove of uh, especially if you aren't that musically uh inclined Where it's just kind of like what you're like skipping a beat what's what the heck's going on right um but and it, it 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 can kind of throw you which i think is 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 part of maybe why some people might not be as into it but it's it's a it's just a nice sort of i i i oh never mind i i was think i was thinking of another song of that should end the uh, the
1: self-titled album but that's 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 that, what do you, no yeah. that's, that's, a whole <laughs> yeah, that's is the whole other podcast yeah is is the reconstruction of avocado that could be a whole other Ten episode miniseries, right there.
0: Oh yeah, the, the, But, but, but the, the way that I would end it is with uh is with come down. But that's that's just you my... mean come back or come back? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah.
2: The one the one that 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 hosts the show with all the Pearl Jam songs. He gets the Pearl Jam <laughs> song wrong. How does
0: that happen? I I have like three years until I get to that <laughs> album <laughs> if I just keep doing one a week.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think this is a really nice song, and I think it's it's yeah, it's, like you said, it's airy. It's got it's got a great time signature. It's interesting. I thought this version was just kind of okay. I mean, I, I feel like if you're gonna play it, if you're gonna play this song and have it sound pretty close to the album version, uh, which serves a purpose on the album, but live you have to engage a little bit more. I think, and and they just kind of played it here and. I was happy to see it pop up, but I I wasn't really blown away by the performance. Unfortunately,
0: it was taking chances again.
1: Yeah, I I guess I guess, and I appreciate that I guess because I you know like I said I like I like it when songs like this come up. Um, I I just wish there was a little bit more oomph behind it, you know.
2: Yeah, that's that, it's it's funny that you say that, and it's funny that Ed kind of introed it saying. Um, it's not the best version of the song, but it'll have heart i I thought it was lacking it I, I me too
1: it, I, I do too yeah it was just absolutely
2: it, was, it sounded fine uh it sounded like a song and a performance of a song, but it um
1: but it, what but why was it there? yeah you know? it uh, it
2: feels like it needs to have a feel right so this version didn't quite hit that mark uh and really the placement of it for me was kind of funky um i like i like deep stuff uh following garden i want like an immortality or some a deeper kind of track uh maybe if parachutes followed up faithful or something like that it would have been okay with it uh -hmm. or maybe in in the encore uh i think if you're gonna hear it today you're likely gonna hear it in the encore i think this was a little too late in the first set for it however they did end up uh, following it up with, like, three of their hardest songs in their catalog to uh, uh, to finish up this set. So at least they kind of knew if you're going to do this light and airy song, you have to come out of it guns a-blazing. Uh, and that's what's exactly what State of Love and Trust is here. Uh, blink and you miss it. That is one of my very few notes I have. Um... Last week we did the Orpheum and that was a fast version, but this was a fast version too. Uh, Obviously drum tracks and how tight it was here uh, are the obvious differences, but this is just pedal to the metal. And uh, as I've I've talked about before, uh, my routine when hearing this song live is to jump up and down uh, ferociously and, you know, and tired myself out, I would have been really tired during this song. From all the, the jumping.
0: Uh Jeff just nails the uh the little bass solo part at the end, and it just sounds so so good on this bootleg. <laughs> you can you can hear it and it's not lost and, and the mix was real good on it. This mm-hmm. this show was really weird too because I, I've been in the fan club for a while and I didn't get floor seats. I got sort of like upper or, or lower concourse, I guess over on Mike's side. And I, I, I don't know like who got all the tickets. Like if it was fan club or if maybe the casino had some tickets that they were given out to maybe high rollers or something, but like in front of me, a couple rows in front of me i swear i i I saw this guy from like the world series of poker that Mm. was kind of like closer so like huh i wonder if this guy's in the pearl jam fan club or if the casino is kind of like we have some tickets for high rollers or whatever (laughs) that were it's entirely possible so
1: yeah um yeah this this one was a super tight version one of the tightest i think we've heard so far it was nice and quick and and fast um I don't know. This has done the opposite to me from uh, from "Daughter," though, man. Uh, I really don't have anything to say about it. I'm 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 totally over this song now. I'm I'm, I'm so sick of it. Yeah, it's got, that's it, sad. like like this week is is where it hit me. This is the one. I'm I'm just fucking done with it, man. I I honestly don't think I could listen to "State" one more time. I, I need I need a couple shows where where I I could get a break from it because I'm going to go into really, really disliking the song. Right now, I just don't want to hear it for a little while. I don't want to start hating it, but yeah, I don't have anything to say about it anymore because it's normally pretty tight, and it's normally pretty full and fast and, and good. and and. Uh, it's, be, it's because it was,
2: you don't have much else to say about it is, is what's making you hate it.
1: I, it's no, like I, be I, different, please. I, I, you know what? I need a, I need a, I need a show where they fucking botch the hell out of it, and then I'm gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's talk about this. They missed a, they missed a verse or something. Like, give me something terrible, and then you can and then appreciate gonna, it. Again. Then I'm gonna want to listen to a good version. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, I I know what you're saying. Um, we cover this a lot, and I think, you know, most of these songs that uh, you know, we try to find something different with Even Flow we try our best to find something different with Alive every show, but shit, we're, at, we're near the end of the show at that <laughs> point, we're like, fuck it we got nothing to say on it uh, but I look, I don't think I'll ever get tired of it, but yeah, having something different to say about State of Love and Trust is is, uh, is a challenge so I will
1: because it's not really one where they switch stuff up like where you, you're you not getting no. drum solos in it like in even flow and you're not getting cool bridges like in rearview mirror or or, or tags or something like it's this. very it's, much to the point. It's just a yeah, it's it's a to the point song and, and those are the ones that usually sound the best. And then that's where I just run out of stuff to say about
0: it. <laughs> you guys are, are in in. A horrible position I think sometimes (laughs) just that like if it depending on the kinds of shows that you're covering not necessarily like who you have as guests and stuff some of the more well-known shows or at least people that shows that people are saying oh this is a real good set or you know ones that look real good like on paper and stuff like that are ones that'll have you know, like a state of love and trust where if a regular tour or something like that, they'll play it, you know, three time, three, four times maybe. And Mm -hmm. all those other shows in it are kind of just a regular show and stuff like that. Oh, this one was a standout though. And they play it on it, which I think is part of what makes those shows standouts. Whereas, you know, uh, uh, a sort of normal show that you might just skip under won't have that song, so you're 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 getting it all the time. It's always it's always coming up, turning up like a bad penny. It, it's
2: it's Absolutely. a positive, yeah. It's a positive thing that we're getting it because that means you know those are trends. Yeah, we there are certain songs that will pop up because there are good shows, and um, and those songs tend to pop up during good shows. There there are times where there's there are certain songs um, that we had never heard before. Um, a couple come to mind. Green Disease comes to mind. We, we finally covered Green Disease, and then we had it for like three or four weeks in a like, row.
1: It was like yeah. three or four shows in a row after not having it for months.
2: And then the same thing happened with, with MFC. And we were really, mm-hmm. really excited to get MFC, but then the next two weeks we got it um uh and then even weirder it happened with evacuation where we finally got evacuation and then the week right after we got evacuation again it's like too soon too (laughs) rare to 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 pop up again so um yeah we we get that and it's sort of the price you pay for for doing this once a week but it's all right we find our ways and then, and and maybe that's kind of a good thing that we have different things to to figure out to say about certain songs so well
1: what what works out sometimes like today was we were able to compare a rats from 94 to 2006 and and uh, sure you know so you know a lot of songs will pop up but if we're if we're jumping through the through the years and through decades and stuff it uh, that that'll bring up talking points because a lot of things change,
2: but that's uh, also, uh, but
1: state of love and trust never changes, right? That's, that's, I think what I'm getting, at.
2: <laughs> but that's also last week we did such a, such a different show that we are able to kind of, uh, you know, show the comparisons, but next week we're going to be doing a show from 2003. So there's not really a lot to compare because most of the stuff that they're doing here, they're besides the avocado stuff, they're going to be doing on the show that we're going to cover. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to be that much of a change. But, you know, uh, Ed teased this next one up and says it's for the people in 205. Uh, I'm going to assume you weren't sitting in 205.
0: Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. If, if I look at my ticket, I'll know. Where I was sitting, uh, I was sitting in, ch- ch- wait, wait, where is it? Uh, 15CC8, uh, so I guess section 15, there we go.
2: Yeah, uh, that doesn't sound like 205, so <laughs> it w- this song wasn't for you.
0: <laughs> nope,
2: um,
1: and it's not not for you.
2: It's not Not For You, which is another one that Matt seems to hate. Right
1: another now. one that just keeps popping up.
2: <laughs> not on this show. I I, no. I remember, I, I listened to uh, a little bit of the last show today where I said, next week, uh, Not For You could pop up. I have no idea. I didn't look at the set and it doesn't end up popping up today. But uh, uh, Life Wasted does pop up here. That's not one that you're going to get in 1994. Uh, this wasn't my favorite version. I feel like I wanted a lot more electricity. I feel like I wanted a lot more energy. Um, And honestly, I would have rather this close the set than Evolution. I would have flip-flopped them. It just felt like the song was a lot less dominant in this spot. And closing the set, it would have had that dominant feel to it. If that makes any sense.
0: Mm -hmm. So wait, what's what do we? Which song are we talking about? There, are we we combining both of them? Or
1: okay, well we'll talk about yeah, talk about the switcheroo. Would you switch them?
0: Um, I think Do the Evolution is a better one to to end it on, just because I think it ends on a higher note than life wasted at least as far as, as notable audience. songs. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah, the, these, the Vegas shows too are, are, are very sort of, of, of standard centric. It's, you know, I, I think they kind of know that it's a, you know, a tourist town and there's people that are, that are, you know, coming here from all over the place. And so they, They, they put in a lot of, of standard songs that they play, you know, they play the popular songs and, you know, they'll throw a couple of, of, of lesser, lesser gems, I think in there. But a a lot of it is, is, you know, okay, these are people who might not be the biggest fans and stuff. And, you know, they're just here in town. And so we gotta, we gotta keep them
1: engaged um so i have two scenarios uh randy i do agree with you i i i I would have switched them uh because life wasted is i you know do the evolution does well in this spot Uh, it's a crowd pleaser it's a good way to end on a high note but life wasted is a little bit more interesting and it's got that guitar solo outro that i think you could really tie up the end of a set with uh, so in in that scenario yes i would switch them in this scenario i just wish do the evolution wasn't there at all because it is a fucking train wreck uh and it was horrible um eddie starts to kind of fall apart during life wasted and he is absolutely off the rails and do the evolution and i wish it wasn't there at all
2: yeah i had the same i i said that uh Life wasted just was powerless, and it wasn't for a lack of effort. But I think the gas tank on Ed is empty right now, and he's really he's trying to get extra mileage out of it before he can finally pull over and and stop the car. Uh, but it makes it sound really pedestrian and really just uh, it takes me out of it. And same with Do the Evolution. I, I thought that it was just. The band had energy, but um, he's running really dry, and it sounds like he just needs a couple minutes to just sit back, take a break, get some water, smoke a cigarette probably. And Well, um, that
1: that comes pretty early in Encore 1, uh, first song. He's back out with a cigarette. Yeah, right. <laughs> after, well, after hardly being able to get through to the evolution. I mean...
2: Uh, <laughs> Smoker's gonna smoke, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we kind of got through these these two songs here. If there's anything else on on evolution, um, he does say, "I am the first m- man to wear my worn Cubs hat instead of wear my pants."
1: Uh, I just feel I just feel like he's. He's messing up, switching lyrics all over the place. I, he just... I don't know, man. From the beginning, it just feels like he absolutely fell apart. Well, do you did
2: you hear the part where, like, kind of in the middle of it, he's like, "Herd behavior, heard behavior, like, kind yeah, of like, that's he, what it was supposed to... That's what I was he supposed said,
1: to say. Because he said the wrong line, and then it starts going into the other part, and he's like, eh, heard behavior.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, that was
1: his way of correcting himself.
2: <laughs> like, and that that's probably him getting in his own head being like, yeah, this is my off night
3: shit.
1: It Um, sounded like he was having a good time with it, uh, you know, on, on the, on the, on the, um, on the video and on the, on the recording. Um, but he makes no attempt to fix it. He knows he fucked it up and he, he just kind of throws it all out after that. And, and just does kind of, you know, just kind of goes off the rails with it, but it's not like he's, He's pissed off. It's almost like he's doing it because he's just like, fuck it. Like, I screwed it up already. Let's just have fun with it. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but it was, I mean, even I was confused listening to it. I, they were I was, you'd get into the second verse and I'm like, what part of the song are they on? I don't know what, I'm not sure what they're doing right now.
2: Yeah, it got a little jarring. And that's maybe why. I kind of said that life wasted should have closed out, And and the other thing is that do the evolution ends on like this sting. That's why I I don't like them closing with the song and in any set, because that sting is just like, uh, it's, it's not, it's less arena rock and it's kind of almost putting a question mark at the end of, of your set. Instead of a, uh, you know a period or an exclamation point, like life wasted gives you more of like
1: an end feel. Oh, I d- I disagree. I think that that last chord there, and do the evolution is a perfect period for the end of a set.
2: See, I think I think that's I I I think it's weird when when they do that and it is like okay thanks goodbye. I think it's just like I uh, wanted a little something more.
1: Yeah, I like. Sometimes it, right? I feel but- that way. Right, but when compared to "Life Wasted," if you could have the total opposite and have them stress it, stretch out a, a really great guitar solo, that's the polar opposite of the ending of "Do the Evolution," and that's right. why they would both work well.
2: I guess that's what I what I wanted out of this one was right. That but when you was when exactly you see them, what you just said when
1: you see them back to back, it's like, oh, why not just do "Life Wasted" instead? I agree, I agree completely.
2: So, all right, that's, uh, I think that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> encore time. Ed comes out with this jacket, uh, describe this jacket. Cause I did not see what this jacket looked
0: like. It's a uh, silver and shiny. S- right. I think, I think he's worn it at a, at a, at, a, at another show too. I can't remember
2: another Vegas show.
0: Uh, I don't think Vegas, but I think another show. I don't, I don't know if it's on this tour or not, but I think I remember back in the uh, like in the Five Horizons days or something like that, like seeing the the notes for shows or something, and 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 seeing mention of the of the jacket again. Well, this
1: is a jacket that you hold on to. Because <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to wear this again.
2: Yeah, especially if you do an Elvis song. Maybe it was one of the other times that they did Little Sister.
1: It looks like it was made out of tinfoil. It's it's fantastic. And I and I want. And I, I gotta want see it. this now. I gotta it's see great. this now. Shit. It's great. Uh, uh, Randy, I, I, I text you and, uh, you know, he's out there with his cigarette. And right before they start the song, I think he says, uh, it's the clothes that make the man. Yes. I think that's what he said. Clothes make the man. Right, yep. Right before he says that, you hear, big wave. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny. Uh yeah, that that okay, I mi- I missed that. I missed that then cuz uh I think I was just maybe too uh too ingrained what I was writing. Um apparently <laughs> this this uh jacket was uh was made by the frogs. Oh yeah. So uh and he said that it was made 12 years ago, so that was um I'll do the math. Uh 94. That's that's around when the frogs that speaking of the frogs in '94, the you Orpheum know, show. When you you know asked Randy everybody we, if they the frogs. we
1: keep having to hear about the frogs in episodes. I'm really getting sick of the frogs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what oh, what Kermit has to say, but I'm sure he'll uh, he'll be drinking his tea hey, just, hey. just fine, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, he dedicates this to his little sister Gina, who is there from Texas. Ob- they're obviously playing an Elvis song, but it's about a sibling because it's called "Little Sister." Um,
1: they should have done I, um, "Queens of the Stone Age." That was the song, right?
2: Yes, it was. Yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. Was it?
1: Was it out in two thousand and six? Though.
2: Um, I think it was. It had. Yeah. It, it have might have been brand new back then, band.
1: but yeah.
2: Um, we'll we'll discuss that when we come back. Let's play Little Sister <laughs> for a little bit, and then we'll we'll go into the Queen of Stone Age because again it's something real quick. Uh, all right, Elvis, time.
3: Oh, little Sister, don't you? Don't kiss me once or twice? Say it's very nice, and then you oh. go.
2: So we've talked about Elvis on the show before, and I'm not really a big fan of Elvis culture by any means, but this was incredibly catchy. Uh, so catchy. And this sounds like downtown Vegas under the Lights kind of kind of vibe to it, you know uh, uh, and you know Elvis impersonator vibe instead of just being Elvis and he's he's trying to sing like Elvis too, which is crazy.
1: But it it doesn't sound like a cheesy impersonation. No, he Eddie, just sounds like himself. He almost sounds like Elvis. Exactly. He just he brings it down like uh, like a little bit, you know, maybe an octave or so, and it, it just I don't know, man. They, they they get into a swing here. I thought it sounded great. Queens of the Stone Age, Little Sister, came out in two thousand five. Okay. The way.
2: So they could have done that.
1: I'm glad they went with this Tagged one, them. though. I'm going to be yeah. honest. <laughs>
2: Wait, hold on. There, there is a tie-in, a little. Okay, so I can't remember if it if it was Little Sister or something else, but I think it was Little Sister. PJ Twenty, Ed came out on stage and played cowbell for Little Sister. Oh, really? Oh, I, I think it was Little Sister.
0: Well, they it was also a version with. Um that was released on a holiday single too, but it wasn't from this show. It was, uh, it was, uh, what's oh, his I... face from Led Zeppelin, right? That sang with them plan. Yeah,
2: really? I don't remember them I playing so. with the plan ever. I remember them playing with Jimmy page once.
0: It's, it's one of the, uh, one of the, uh, uh, holiday singles.
2: Yeah, yeah. I knew it was a holiday single, but I didn't know Robert Plant was on it. A single. Are we, are are we Googling? Is it Google time?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm
2: I'm just making sure.
0: Uh yeah, Robert Plant. Yeah, it was yeah, it had to it was um it was the, the single that came out in uh in two thousand five It had also had the gone um Oh okay. Uh, demo on Cause it. Cuz
2: that yeah, that the the one that was uh was formed in Atlantic City. Mhm. Yeah, okay. Ah, oh, I didn't know. I I knew that little sister was was part of a Christmas single. I had no idea that that Robert Plant was with. Me. Now that's something to look into. Awesome. Uh yeah, this this version is just catchy and and a whole lot of fun. Uh and I think this was the last time they've ever done it. Was this the last time they ever played Vegas? Have, have they been back?
0: Um, Since then, no. Okay. But um, the the first time they, or at least um, not in that venue, I know the the first time they played the MGM, they also did another Elvis song. They uh, Do I can't help? help falling yeah, in love. I figured yeah. it was
2: that. Uh, or so that random. was a, what?
1: Oh, no, keep, keep going.
2: Oh, no, 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 I was gonna make a joke. It wasn't even that funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was gonna say that, but that's a snow song.
0: <laughs> snow song.
1: I mean UB40.
2: Oh UB40. I thought it was snow because I oh, was no, thinking. Oh no, UB40 did it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, what was what was the other UB40 song? Uh, red, red wine.
1: wine, red red wine.
2: Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I thought that snow <laughs> was. Well, because
0: they do. They do the rap in red red wine. That's probably red, why red to make it feel so fine to keep me rocking all of
1: the time.
2: Yeah, okay. That's probably why I thought alright. Yeah. The crappy early nineties
3: <laughs>
1: rap. Yeah, it's alright. Cool. Um uh, well, So Randy, I was gonna say I, I um I actually find the whole Elvis culture pretty fascinating. Uh, I do like Elvis and I that 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 culture doesn't Fascinate you a little bit, or do you just hate no? It? You just despise just, it. Ugh. I understand. I, I understand hating it. Trust I, me. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it's just. I think it's tacky.
1: Oh, it's totally tacky. That's kind of it, why I love it so much.
2: Nah, uh, it's just. I, and it's grown men that 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 just. That's also true. Yeah. That that just attached. I. It's because I knew somebody whose father was an Elvis impersonator. Mm, and okay. Like like, okay, so he was he went to college with me, and like, his father would come and pick up, pick him up from college, and he wouldn't be dressed as Elvis, but he would have like, you know, rhinestone boots, yeah, you could tell from the hair he had sunglasses on, and you could just like tell from his overall like you know, atti- attire and vibe that, yeah, this guy is Elvis,
1: he doesn't hang it up. 100 percent. he's always a little elvis
2: right and yeah, that to me elvis energy <laughs> that to me freaked me out a little bit but sorry right.
1: um i also just wanted to throw in there's a i don't know if he uh, it's he it's definitely not for black maybe alive too but jeff brings out i just wanted to throw in he brings it out for little sister but keeps it on for a few songs uh for my fellow music bass nerds it's uh It's a 1962 Fender Jazz bass, and I have one of those, and there's a reason why my guitar player always asks me to bring it to shows, and it's because it is the best sounding bass that was ever made, and I have never, ever seen Jeff use this bass live, so I'm glad I watched the video on this, and uh, as my guitar player does with me, I'm going to do to Jeff right now. Jeff. Take that bass out more, please.
2: I'm. Being... <laughs> I uh, my. know you're
1: listening, Jeff. I've, so. I've never yeah, been on right. the other side of that. I've always just heard that I need to take the bass out more, and uh, and now I know I know how it feels to be the guy asking the bass player to take it out. Jeff, please, please bring it on the next tour.
2: Message to Jeff. Hopefully received. Probably yes. not, but shall see. <laughs> Uh, you you know you never know with these things sometimes sometimes somebody finds it and they tune in it might not be for another year or two who who the hell knows (laughs) and why would they pick Vegas podcasting long tail
0: yeah why
2: why would they end up picking vegas of all shows who the hell knows but um uh anyway these next three stretch of three songs are all crowd favorites and uh It really felt like uh, the crowd was really into him. Uh, It starts off with the elderly woman. And uh, besides Ed sort of kind of giving up at the end, he kind of let the crowd handle it. Uh, There was not really much else I had on it. This is another one. This is like, I, I don't get sick of it, but I don't have much more to say on it unless he's not saying one, two, three, four, two, three, or This doesn't sound like it's closing a show. This is my state of love and trust, I suppose.
0: (laughs) The 1-2-3-4-2-3 always always bugs me just because it should be 1-2-3-4-5-6.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, but I don't know.
0: (laughs) That's just the the musician in me that always cringes at that.
2: But the 1-2-3-4-2-3 is at least a little catchy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or one two three two two three.
2: 2 that, Well, that, that would make more sense. Because then, then that's starting a new progression. But then that's in third. I, I, don't, I don't really understand music. Guys, I, let,
1: I, let, I, let's just remember that Eddie is a hobby guitar player. And uh, <laughs> we'll chalk it up to that. 100%
2: true. <laughs> uh, anyway, more words on elderly woman or less?
1: Less, I, I thought it was pretty nice, actually.
2: Yeah, I got. I didn't think it was bad at all. Better man, uh, Ed just gives up mid verse, and he's like, "You guys do it better <laughs> than me right now." And it killed
1: it. the The crowd killed it.
2: Oh, the crowd absolutely awesome. kills it. But I just don't like that attitude of Eddie, and and he's done it before where he's kind of joked about it, but it's just another time where he's bringing up I. I'm under the weather. I don't feel well. I'm just going to, you got, you guys do it. I don't want to do this or maybe not want to do this, but it just felt like, I don't know. The attitude was just sort of giving up a little bit
0: or it's, you know, everybody's having fun. And so, you know, we'll have uh yeah, you guys are into it. You're, you know, go ahead. Have it.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, and that, that usually happens with better man, and that's fine. I don't have any problem with that, but I think in this in this case, it was more of a I don't have it, you guys have it better than me, so uh, so, so screw it. It was it was more of a screw it than a you know, uh, then let me hear you. Mm-hmm. So that I just it, it, the attitude came off poor. It's it's a song that it just like as. You know, the content of it is sort of, it's it's upsetting and it's depressing. And, and like, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted one time, uh, there probably been 80% of uh, relationships have, have probably broken up because of this song. Uh, and
1: you, it's... You kind of get a realization after you listen to it.
2: Yeah, like, oh... Um, jesus uh, is this my relationship is this my life am i living this and um but the crowd reacts to it so positively that you wouldn't even bat an eye you wouldn't even think that the way that this crowd or any other crowd mostly for the most part since it's it's, it's so popular uh the way that they react that it would it would have that sort of yeah. depressing well i or, mean
1: you know, listen to what they do to the end of it. you know, they make it an arena rock song, and it's sure it's, it is absolutely positive. It's such a uplifting part of the song when they when they jam at the end, and there's really no other way to describe it and it's kind of how we've talked about black before, where performances of black could be so not black that yeah, it makes you feel good because of crowd participation or. Or the way the band is performing it, or the the emotion behind it, and uh, I I actually think it's a pretty wonderful thing when songs with, with that kind of message or or a message that isn't supposed to really warm your heart does, and it does for a lot of different reasons, and uh, that's one of my favorite things, man. I just I, I like I like that. I like instead of lyrical interpretations, you have you have like musical and 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 uh, interpretations and you have uh the, these moments with it instead of just listening to this breakup song or this breakup song you know what i mean
2: that's uh, we've said a lot of enlightening things on this show, and uh, <laughs> yeah. that's probably the most yeah, emotional and a... depth I've ever. I, I've known you for oh, <laughs> 27 years or
1: so. Uh, maybe that's we should probably... apologize to everybody for all for all the for all the depth we've we've dug this. Uh, yeah, we've we blown.
2: We need to go more trashy sports talk radio here.
0: Yeah. Before. Uh-oh. Oh, oh I
2: thought that, uh, I thought that the, the Yankees, uh, hitting Stanton in uh, in a no, three spot. No, no,
0: no, no. You see, because the, uh, I can't even pretend. That, no, no, you had <laughs> it.
2: You absolutely <laughs> but no, no, had it. I know it.
0: that that's, I know that that's how it goes, but then I, I didn't have the, uh the real talk to back it up the, uh, but the defense here just really needs to get off their butts and get (laughs) out there and protect the man because you know that. uh,
2: (laughs) Well, my my favorite thing is when, when people call in and people think they know so much about basketball and I don't know anything about basketball, but I can tell when people think they know about basketball and know nothing about it and they'll call in and they'll be like, the Knicks' defense right now it's atrocious it's it's so horrible i i can't even i like i can do a better job coaching i know how to coach this defense this defense is terrible and they keep saying the same thing over and <laughs> over again thinking that they're making different points when they're really saying absolutely fucking nothing
0: that's the way that all radio
2: is Eesh believe it or not and you've been listening to that for the last two hours or whatever and I was-
1: well you, you know you know what we should do it we could cut out all the sports radio all that stuff if we're getting too positive too deep let's get through the rest of the set so we could bash the intro to porch like we normally do and we we'll yeah right back on track yeah we'll get right on track man it'll it'll be perfect
2: Woo-hoo. <laughs> Uh, great. Uh, I think we have to at least mention the tag on better man here. Uh, uh, I like the keys action. I think boom's part sounded really good. Oh, um, I totally
1: forgot about that. Double solo. Uh,
2: this whole tag, I think, you know, this was a, a a part that was highlighted in two feet thick and in their review, uh, they do, I guess he did this thing where he, and I, I sort of missed listening to it and I should have went back, but he's uh, spelling out trust in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sort of, uh, is he, is he doing the whole save it for later thing here? Is, is it kind of, is it doing the whole song? I, I wasn't sure.
0: No, I think it's just the, you know, the, the progressions are just the same. So you always have it in your head that that's, you know, that's what's going on there. But it was just, it was just spelling that out. I think.
2: Right, it was just a different version. Uh, it sounded it sounded good. It's wasn't it wasn't a normal save for later tag. It sounded like there was a little a little bit extra to it, which was nice. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, part of this little three three headed monster section here of crowd favorites goes into black, and the crowd is is so on board with this. Uh it's pretty much the exact way that you want to hear the song, the passion and the energy and I think that it can go either way on this version. However you feel about it, it could either elicit that happiness that you're hearing it or that sadness that like it's bringing up a uh you know, it, it's bringing up trauma or, or something that the song would bring up for people uh that makes it emotional. Um but it it leads you to interpretation on it. Um, what do you guys think about that, uh, Matt? We've talked we've talked about this aspect of this song before, so
0: right. You, what? 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 What do you mean? What aspect was that again?
2: So, it's kind of what we were saying with Better Man. How a song that's usually oh
0: turning it into yeah. something that's to be embraced rather than right. something that's pure tragedy.
2: Right. But I feel right. like this version wasn't necessarily you know it wasn't too uh bouncy and poppy it wasn't too sad and and uh and depressing it was somewhere where you could have interpreted it either way Hmm. i was
0: just i was just living it man yeah. i was there
1: <laughs> I, I actually like how you put that it is kind of like a living it vibe it's I agree with what you're saying, Randy, but I, this—I I don't think this version got that deep for me. Um, I found this to be a just a uh, just a good, straightforward version. I don't know. I guess maybe I was missing something that might have stood out to you a little bit more.
2: Well, what stood out to me was uh, hearing "comeback."
1: At the the, the end comeback of it. tag, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and that it was a little eerie because it, around the time that. I'm listening to this i'm reading about the the notre the notre dame church uh, mm-hmm. uh that and and everything you know the the uh uh it burning down and 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 everything so it, it's kind of it's got this uh, it, you know eerie vibe to it that it's just sort of it was the timing um and it's sort of I, I don't know. I can't even really put it into words. Well, that, words, that is but...
1: that is a that is a very specific moment that I I did not have while listening to this song. So yeah, I guess I I wasn't really picking up on on that part of it because I I just thought it was a pretty good straightforward black. Uh, but I could understand what you're saying <laughs> if I had that's... been watching the news while listening to the comeback tag. I could I could see it being a little a little eerie for sure.
2: Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It was.
1: Definitely not. You know,
2: uh, I don't even know what how to how to, how to put that. It's just yeah, it's kind so. of
1: indescribable, right? Yeah, um,
2: it's it's still just. I obviously this is Monday where it just happened, but you're going to be listening to it past Friday where we'll where we'll know more of the story, and uh, right now we don't. So unfortunately we sit here and we just are very thankful that nobody was hurt uh during that except for an amazing uh you know centuries old uh cathedral which is really unfortunate that it had to go through all that uh but we're still alive uh and that's what's coming up next um, any other points? Oh, that's... <laughs>
0: what? That segue. I had to do it somehow. <laughs> no, it was, it was awesome. It was great. It was, it was almost like you had it planned.
1: I thought we were almost. trying to steer away from being so deep in this episode. <laughs> we just keep getting deeper and deeper.
0: We
2: <laughs> we have no steer. There is no captain. There is no <laughs> ship. We're literally trying to... to to walk when we have to swim, yeah. Think about that. <laughs> if that's not deep, I, I don't know what is.
1: That blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, yeah. This is this is alive, and it sound it sounds good. Like I, what else are we gonna say about?
0: Yeah, it's 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 it's. You know, you 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 picked the the right one to close out the uh, the first encore with the. It's,
2: it's at least it's a. It's, at least good that they put it here because you would think encore mm-hmm. 2 and the bread and butter uh being spread out, you know, uh this rocking in free world led better. This at least doesn't happen, so it makes encore 2 a little bit more unpredictable, but uh it's not like it, it wasn't expected. I, I, this is a really this whole encore is just very crowd pleasing. Uh yeah. and I'll say, generic crowd pleasing, where anybody that's in the crowd that's even heard Pearl Jam before can probably really enjoy this uh, this encore.
1: Can't complain about it though. Uh, no, f- a- amazing uh, Mike McCready guitar work in this alive.
2: And I, just, what we usually say about most uh, McCready lives, but this yeah. one, this one was good too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I,
2: I wish I, I could have more, and I wish I could, like, dissect and listen to a live and be like, there's something new coming out of it, but uh, there isn't, unfortunately. I, uh, and it could just be me, but... You no. do
0: that, you risk going insane.
2: <laughs> kind of, because we literally cover, cover this every single show, so...
0: Oh, I was trying to do this. I was trying to do the segue this time. That's what. I oh, was, oh, oh,
2: okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of insane, then uh, no
0: going insane. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Very very clumsy.
2: Uh, that's all right. That's. I mean we've we've already we've already punted on this one today. So, uh, <laughs> um, encore two starts and Ed goes off thanking a bunch of people in a bunch of sections, probably none of them being your section, Brandon. Uh, And then he thanks Sonic Youth and says, we've had good shows in Vegas and we're up lifetime. I've been losing some rounds tonight health-wise, but it ain't over yet. Let's win this fucking thing. Again, making mere mention of it, just, that's enough. We get it. You're not, (laughs) you're under the weather. You don't feel well. Fucking say something else. Uh, say, like, I don't know, like, f- f- anything else.
1: No, no. What? What?
2: Say fuck Republicans. I don't know what else. <laughs> like, literally.
1: I'm going to throw this out to you. Coming on and talking at all before doing go is horrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's I, a good point. Do not do it. It's It sucks, man. It sucks. And what should have happened was... Um, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. And that's where he would have talked and addressed the crowd. And and then you do go after a little speech and, and I've expressed before that. I, I hate that, man. Like it totally, I feel like it totally brings you down. Um, you need to hit him with go out of nowhere. You need to, it needs to be a punch in the face, not this, Hey, I don't feel so good, but we're going to, we're going to play some more.
2: Right, and like, here's our it's, it's stupid most electric song that we have.
1: Yeah, but but what you know, you, what are you gonna do? Like black, and then go, and then end the first encore with that. I don't think it works as well as alive, but at least at least you're gonna get punched in the face by it, and you're not gonna get this little cough cough sniff sniff moment here. You know, yeah, you, you know what
2: I mean. You know, you know, I like alive being uh, go being a closer more than right like opening a section uh, Mm -hmm. because it just – it puts finality on something. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I didn't even think of just the speech being before this kind of uh, putting a damper on it. And you're right. It's – And then the version too, like we haven't talked about our meter from, you know, three hours ago when we actually (laughs) started the show, uh, our meter that we were doing went from steady and then around life wasted, to the evolution to, uh, to losing it. And here it's like the meter is, is dry. This is, this is empty. He, he needs to go to fucking sleep. He needs to go to bed. He's got nothing left.
1: The band kicked ass on it, though. The band was amazing. The band, mm-hmm. the band
2: has been awesome all night.
1: The band was consistently fantastic the whole all
2: night, night. and um, it just the decisions to do stuff like go and the next song are just kind of
1: puzzling. Two, at I, the end of a night where you're not feeling well,
2: right? And and it's not like he's he's masking that he's not feeling well. He's he's brought to the table, guys. I am not feeling well, but we are going. But look at look at the songs that I can do. We're gonna do "Go," and we're right. gonna do "Comatose." But I'm not feeling well. Just letting you know. Just letting you know ahead of time. But we gotta do these. So if I fuck up, it's 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 because I'm not feeling well. I just.
3: Anything else? Do? <laughs> Anything else on "Go"?
0: I just have to say, yeah, it's like the 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 band's energy is i think what's keeping everyone going at this point and it's you know it it yeah sometimes you know you're not feeling it and when you're sick that's it doesn't help but you know you got you, you
1: got to do your job. That's actually the thing. I think he was feeling it, and I think he was having a good time. He just yeah, wanted. He's, he's yeah. definitely putting the effort in. Uh, you know, I, I have to give him credit for that. Uh, even though he doesn't sound great on a hundred percent of the songs, he's. I mean, he's still showing up as best as he can. You know. I'll,
2: right. He isn't. He isn't punting.
1: Um, no, it's you know, it's it is it is what it is. So he's working with what he's got, and I think you're right. I think it's you know, it's like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, it? it's like if you go to a restaurant and you tell the, the waitress there's a hair in your food, and then she turns around and announces to everyone that there's a hair in the food. <laughs> you don't need to know that. <laughs> ah,
2: that's ah,
3: I've
1: been trying to say that for the last two hours. It's like that. You come out, and you're like, I'm sick. I can't sing. Um, here's fucking life wasted. You know, it's it's the same thing.
2: Right. Here's it's your, not here's at your all steak. the same thing, but here's I tried. You,
1: know?
3: you
2: know, same hair. Same guy was cooking in. Oh, ah. boy. <laughs> All right. Um, we need a break from talking, so you're going to listen to Comatose.
1: Oh, good.
3: Consider me an a vacuum,
2: traumatose here he actually doesn't sound too horrible i'll give it to him um and we usually judge this based on stamina uh because matt you always say that he can never get through the whole song um but it's usually due to how much energy he has in the bridge section and Mm -hmm. although he's worn down uh it takes him an extra breath or two but it's not it's not embarrassing it's just exhausting
1: I could agree to that uh I did really enjoy this, and this song probably shouldn't be here, but i
2: I'm okay with it
1: here i'm uh, yeah um
2: we see we we see this we see this an encore from time to time. It's not like this is something out of the blue.
1: I prefer it more as a song that could bridge pieces of a set one together. I feel like it's a good filler but not as a filler as a as a filler that serves a purpose you know like sometimes songs do so hearing it in an encore I, I i don't know if it's serving its best purpose there but this was this was fine I, yeah th- i liked it and you're coming off a lot of energy from go and you're keeping this encore too moving here so that's that's fine with me
0: yeah first encore is real just sort of but- uh, a little bit mellow pretty much and then you know this is just like, okay we're burning it all down we're you know we're 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 just going to leave everything out on the stage mm-hmm. to, to, to finish it up
2: yeah and although they might not have anything left or at least he doesn't have anything left uh, uh, for as awful I thought as I thought this was going to be and you know i'm listening for it because he's telling me i'm going to sound bad so listen for it um i actually thought he was fine on comatose uh which kind of threw me for a loop um so we get to the last two here uh fortunate son will uh go into porch and fortunate son would be the only time they'd busted out on this tour and the second to last time they'd ever pull it out uh to this day um i like their take on it i think uh the only other time we've covered it was with slater kenny and yeah Matt, thank you god hit- thank,
1: yeah. thank god they aren't on this one thank god they aren't here to ruin this this cover
2: <laughs> god it that was does...
1: the, that was the one of the worst things we have ever covered on this show. <laughs> it was, it was
2: it's horrible. not worse it's not worse than leaving here
1: it, that was 100% worse than leaving. No
2: it. fucking one, way.
1: 100% worse. No uh, fucking way. And this one sounded really good because they were nowhere to be found. So I I, I loved it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I liked it too. That's what I got.
0: Yep, man. I, I, I think uh, you know, unless there's something under the tour under this regime, probably not going to hear it for a for one yeah
2: i don't i i kind of like that though i kind of like that there are eras where um you're gonna hear certain covers like i I, I don't know uh i'm trying to think of like let let my love open the door was kind of in the 90s and they're not going to do that you know they haven't done that in any other time period uh you know, there and there are certain times where they did Sonic Reducer and in the '90s, and then stopped for a while, and then brought it back. Uh, um, and then now there are songs that you know they didn't do. Uh, God, what am I? I'm thinking of uh, Imagine and uh, You've Got to yeah. Hide Your Love Away. Like that's the kind mm-hmm. of stuff. This is that's like that's the now kind of stuff. Even. um uh i won't back down a little bit i know they, they've played it you know in other years uh but i feel like that was really a 2018 song you know more for tom petty than anything mm-hmm. else but uh uh yeah that's I, I i kind of enjoy that you know they they've sort of vaulted fortunate son and, and haven't gotten back to it because we can go back to it on this podcast and talk about it as if we don't hear it every other show like we do in the free world or baba or or rocking in free world or baba
3: <laughs>
2: that's what we would get in the spot so um porch matt just stick your thumb down um, pass okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> on I the mean, whole thing, know, I, or just I, I, no, no, no. I loved seeing this pop up as the full set closer. Uh, yeah, I
2: thought that was really cool too. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I've been be waiting for it. Uh, god, this intro is stupid.
2: This one was bad because the, the first few so strums so are off.
1: stupid, man.
2: Right? Isn't it strumming off like that last note? It didn't go, dun, 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 it went, and
1: like, yeah, it was, it was. I don't. You might the be wrong right. Wrong note. I just remembered it was. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I don't know. I don't then, care for that. And then you gotta go completely to
2: the crowd and wait for the crowd to finish. Uh, leave a message. At least uh, go to. <laughs> 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 and then the crowd is like, Are we supposed to be quiet? Are we. Are, are we- what is song? Oh. What are we doing? <laughs> no! It's a fucking fast, loud song. Shit. Damn it. Ah. Excuse me. Uh I, I I need a minute. Um play some elevator music while I uh I go curse curse this song.
3: <laughs> All right, now we're back with our uh our
2: our broadcast here. Um uh Okay,
1: this porch here. uh oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Look, the first part of the solo I thought was a little sloppy. Um, Mike and Stone don't really sound like they're on the same page. Uh, however, after that, once we get into like the drum part later in this, uh, this sounds really good. Um, and, you know, better than really good. This sounds actually awesome. Uh, and then Ed is doing the uh, cook them just to see the look on their face, just to see the look on their face part.
1: Yeah. Did you notice that? Did you notice
2: it, <laughs> Matt? Your favorite fucking song.
1: Uh, is, is that is that more? I guess that would be considered <laughs> a tag, and we got a tease, right?
2: I don't know. I wonder, uh, does, does that
1: does that fulfill? Does that fulfill the hunter's needs, or uh, mm, does it need to be full song? No,
2: no. I th- <laughs> I think that I think that the Fenway was more of a a fulfillment than this. That was okay. just this was. You know what this was? This was like when Eddie decided to say um, the only thing I want so much, and that was considered a tag for um, uh, stupid mop. And that's that was the only time that. <laughs> it, ex, that's what I'm saying. Yes, it's a it's a massive stretch, but we have to notate these things because it's just it's it is what happened. It is history, mm-hmm. so it does tie into something somewhere. Uh, but, uh, yeah, at least this one was in tune. The, the, the stupid mop one, uh, like when I found out, cause I knew that there, there was one performance of, of, of stupid mop out there. And I thought it was an actual performance, but it was really just a tag off a daughter where they, they, he said those words twice and nobody reacted to it. (laughs) So, uh, I, nobody really reacted to to this part either because I think that. Um,
0: oh, I was. Did you? <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, oh, is it happening? And it's kind of like, okay. He's just fucking around. All right. Are you a chaser of this? Uh, not necessarily a chaser, but I mean, if it would if it would happen, that would just be kind of cool, just because it's it's not you know it's a it's a weird b-side you know
2: it's barely a b-side was it even a b-side on any signal or did it just kind of like get recorded yeah on
0: s- uh on even flow signal on
2: flow okay i i feel like it was like in purgatory where they decided to record it and do nothing with it aside from you know play it live a couple times but
0: also also the uh the european 10 had it on there too
2: uh okay yeah those europeans uh uh like their dirty frog <laughs> <laughs> fuck uh okay that, that's the end of the that's the end of this sh- this the set uh it's not the end of the show unfortunately it's the end of the set
0: <laughs> unfortunately
2: i well we still have more talking to do and, and oh i know yeah. talking is hard sometimes
0: <laughs> uh
2: yeah, that's probably as close as anybody got to hearing Dirty Frank that night. So, if you want to call it a win, hey, go ahead, whatever. Um, time to rate the show. And not not what we just did, but what they just did. Cuz I would give this like a 4 or something. <laughs> it was it was a 10 in entertainment. I don't know if anybody else is going to be entertained by this, but I was I was thoroughly entertained. That's what the editing's for. This, yes. Uh go ahead. Rate rate the show, this show that you attended that you uh wanted to talk about on this podcast today.
0: Uh, uh I the the experience and ever and being there and everything, you know, it's 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 a nine. It was just the the just everything surrounding that is, is a nine. The actual show itself I think was more that everybody had the, the, the band had a whole lot of energy and I think that that really, that, you know, that vibrated through me. That's, that's, that's what hooked me and, 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 and listening to the bootleg, you can still get that through it. So I, it's Eddie kind of talking himself onto and then off of ledges you know it's i think that that can is is a jedi mind trick he's he's just kind of like oh, i'm being really bad right i was like ah, are you maybe you are but i i think the the show itself is is probably uh is is i would say an 8 i think as as far as just like the energy it it, it really gets it really gets to me i i think just listening listening back to the show.
1: Okay. I think that's totally fair. I, you know, I had some, a few negative things to say about this one. I think there were a few songs, maybe slightly out of place. And I think, uh, that works for, uh, for, uh, the best and the worst for some of them. It wasn't a total flop. Uh, there were problems with the performance and mainly Eddie, pointing it out all the time like we said and you know we could have chalked it up to passion and energy if if he hadn't said he was sick all the time you know and and it it could have actually changed the way we heard some of the songs we could be like uh you know maybe he's super energetic maybe he's running around maybe he's just having fun with it and it's it it's good and but instead he keeps telling us that he's not feeling well um but yeah the band sounded great i like the songs uh I'll go 7.5 for this one I I actually with everything I said I actually did like it and the bootleg sounds great
2: yeah um, I'm going lower than both of you I was just um, I had enough at the end Uh, I just had enough of Ed's whole consistent I don't feel well everybody uh, announcement Um, it took me and to say that as a bootleg listener listener, and as a bootleg critiquer, um, I feel like I have a right to be pissed off about that. However, <laughs> if I had gone to the show in 2006, I wouldn't have given a shit because you listen to music differently than how you listen to music just sitting there at your laptop waiting to write a note whenever you get a thought in your mind. Uh, that's not really how you're supposed to listen to music. Um, and for the most part, I really didn't have too many massive notes on this uh, outside of a couple of, uh, you know, moments that I liked and a couple of moments that I, I didn't care for. Um, but it, I would give it a much lower score had I, I had not listened to that version of Garden another time because that first time listening to it, I said, "No way, no way, was I gonna like this?" And and there's no like the show gets like a four because of it and because they tried doing it, it was it was a failed attempt. And then I talked myself into liking it, so it kind of it balanced itself out a little bit. Um, but I it was really uh, it was really irritating to hear Eddie. Every other song or so, talk about himself and and how he felt uh, instead of something else, and and he didn't even talk too much, and that's why it feels like it was every single time that he took the mic, and uh, for that, and for some you know minor setless flubs, uh, things and spots that I didn't like, you know, it, it was kind of take it or leave it. I give it a six and a half. Okay, so. That's where we are with that. Matt, I'm going to ask you this. Is there going to be an intro for our, our game segment? So this is the point in the show where we um, we challenge our guest and we uh, give them a minute on the clock to uh, get a bunch of answers right or wrong um, uh, based off of Pearl Jam. And uh, this is your first time playing this game. Uh, are, are you familiar with this? Have you have you listened to the shows? in this far, I. I I'm curious if people have listened <laughs> this far into the show to get to this point to know that we play games. So did you know that we play games?
0: Yes, I do, Randy.
2: Okay. What <laughs> did you prepare yourself for this?
0: I have been studying and I think it was for the Jeopardy test though. So Oh, okay. Uh, unless this bit... is about potent potables. <laughs> this, is, um... this is a little
2: bit more challenging than Jeopardy. <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. All right. Um, Matt, can you get your clock? It's just prepared, I yes. suppose. All right. Your topic, you have a minute. Name as many songs as you can that were. Oh, rolling. just
0: any songs? That's oh, okay, cool. That's a happy birthday to you. It's <laughs> um, not my birthday. I'm a little teapot. Uh, oh.
2: I I do not drink tea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I drink black coffee damn it um name as many songs as you can lyrically not written by Eddie Vedder.
0: okay so uh, and if, if okay. you can na-
2: if you can name who they were written by then that's that counts as your point too I won't deduct or 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 not so um, all right, let's put a minute on the clock. As many songs as you can, lyrics not written by Eddie. I believe I have twenty six, and there's a possible twenty seventh that uh, I'm not sure of. So,
3: <laughs> okay. I
2: well, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. I couldn't figure it out. So we'll talk about that after. All right,
0: you ready? ready? Okay. Uh, yes. Go. Okay, uh, Mankind, Stone Gossard, um, and then there's that other song he wrote, uh, Crap. Uh, There's, uh, what is it, Marker in the Sand, I believe, which is Mike McCready, and then there are a bunch of covers, but I don't think you're counting those. Um, That is all I
3: got. (laughs) What the hell was the other
0: Stone Gossard song?
3: Shit.
0: Yep. Uh, Folks. It's real. Once you're under pressure, you, you, <laughs> you, 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 it's always it always is easier as it seems at home. Than I'll when give you're, you. Uh,
2: I'll give you a layup. One of them was the opener to this show.
0: What man of the hour? Inside job. Oh, did Mike McCready write that one too? Yeah, but not Mike- Mark. Oh, that's what he wrote. Not marker in the sand. Crap, I get those confused. Oh, oh there was also the Damian Eccles. Uh, what was it? employable... Uh, Close. No, not unemployable. Inside job. Stop. No. Nope. Damn it! Not inside job. uh you got two. Uh, the that army reserve. Yeah. Yeah, but that I was past the clock. Wow, that was that was the lowest score.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get more than mankind. And I gave you that one. I gave you the second one.
3: <laughs> I was
0: like, I can't remember what the hell that one was. Stone off lost dogs.
2: Stone Gossard wrote the lyrics for Mankind, No Way, All Those Yesterdays, Thin Air. Of he
0: the- wrote No Way and All Those Yesterdays? Is- what? No Way. Oh, man.
2: Th- uh, thin Air of the Girl, Rival, Bush Leaguer, All or None, Fatal, and Don't Give Me No Lip and st- Strangest Tribe.
0: Don't Give Me No Lip. That's what I was thinking of. Ah, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Amen wrote I was Low Light Pilot. Nothing as it seems. God dice. Uh, ghost. Help! Help! Sweet Lou. Other side. Matt Cameron wrote in the moonlight. You are and get right. Um, McCready obviously inside job. Uh, Jack Irons is credited for writing the you know five words that oh, were oh. in Red Dot, as well as Whale Song. Uh, yes. And then you got Damian Eccles writing our Army Reserve after the fact. But the one that I I was questioning was. I don't know if he wrote the lyrics. I know he wrote the music. Uh, Dave a and his contribution to Angel
0: for Angel, yeah.
2: So I, I don't. I I'm not sure. I don't think he wrote the lyrics to it, but I know he wrote the music. So, uh, wow, that was. I <laughs> thought you were gonna do much better on that. Couldn't give me a low well, light.
0: That that I that that. I, 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 I guess I have to quit my Pearl Jam podcast now. It was nice. Well, uh, here's
1: the, here's the thing. I don't think Randy realizes how difficult it is when you're put under a timer and you have, I have all no the ans- fucking clue, and and you have all the, you have all the answers, all the answers in right in front of you. Yeah,
2: but I would also <laughs> kick ass on this.
1: Oh, I don't know. I Randy. Totally we're gonna, would. To, we're gonna have to put you under the microscope once or twice here. Do it. Yeah, I
0: should have prepared my own quiz.
2: Damn it. Do it. I'm oh, I am up for it. I'm excited about it. <laughs> I will get more than 2 right, I hope. Maybe <laughs> just saying.
0: Okay.
2: And I helped you with one of them, so you really just got mankind.
0: No, I uh, uh, <laughs> No, you're right.
2: <laughs> I
0: think we had
2: a lot more fun than we intended to have on this show today and um uh i don't and think because it was, this, this I, because
0: podcasts are not about fun
2: no there's no serious, they have serious they have to be subject. about angst yeah and like telling and true people, crime yeah and telling people to um you know obey their sponsors and stuff
1: and get a mattress
2: yeah, we don't have sponsors on the show. We're very independent.
1: Buy from Which... Ticketmaster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's exact if you play this podcast backwards, that's all you'll hear. <laughs> ticketmaster,
1: Ticketmaster,
2: Tickets. Ticketmaster. You wanna pay the extra fees. You love paying twenty more dollars per ticket.
1: You love spending fifty dollars plus fifteen dollars shipping on on a vinyl record in the Pearl Jam shop. twice because you can't bundle
2: (laughs) that call back that puts an awesome bow on this show (laughs) and with that i am going to see you off brandon thank you for uh coming on and thank you for having me on your show uh eons ago um, this was returning the favor from that. And uh, for all of you who um, tune into this show and don't tune into the Better Band podcast, uh, tune into the Better Band podcast and you'll hear Brandon more.
0: And and I don't uh, make fun of people by having them do quizzes that they do more. It's, it's,
2: I would, no, you joking, made your own okay. fun, man. I You know, <laughs> if you got more right, I would have been like, okay, even if you got like two more right. <laughs> I would have been like, "All
0: right, good effort."
2: Yeah, right. This yeah. Was,
0: I was. Oh, uh, I was sick. Uh, I'm sick right now, so oh! uh, that's. I didn't want to mention doing. it the whole time during the podcast. Yeah, you that's, were
2: afraid. You were, yeah, afraid, that's you the were afraid because we were so critical <laughs> about Eddie being sick the whole time. That if you said anything about being sick, we'd uh, we'd just call you out for it.
0: Yeah, I'm not sick at all
2: gotta cut it off somewhere here's the b- part um you want to sell your show on the way out
0: uh, at this point i don't know if people uh will care i mean uh <laughs> yeah it's the better band podcast um you can search for that on google play and apple itunes music stuff uh ListenupReno.com has that on there too, and sometimes I do another podcast. Probably not anytime soon, but yeah, that's 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 what I got out there.
2: Awesome. So for people that liked listening to this nonsense tonight, <laughs> I'm sure there's less nonsense and more serious stuff on the Better Band podcast.
0: Oh yeah, when uh, coming up on uh uh, next episode got a get deep and we get real deep on that oh god oh, yeah.
2: yeah but you got you got baba on that i don't want to listen to that shit
1: <laughs> oh i sh- I, I, I show it. him up, I, I show him up on, on that episode oh, so does it, it get fuck. does it get does it get deeper than than this train wreck that we just went through <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, i have this uh, yes yes it does wreck. Oh boy, <laughs> that, that, that we, 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 we 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 get our ankles in it. That's, oh boy, yeah.
2: Well, should be fun. Uh, looking forward to it, and looking forward to joining uh, whenever whenever you're doing verses or vitalogy. Looking forward to do those as well. Matt, you got to sign up for one. When are you doing in a, an episode? As
1: as I as I said a few a few episodes ago from our podcast. I barely have time to do hours, uh, so uh, doing another one is next to impossible. But I, I, I would <laughs> like to. Uh, I just need to find the time to to fit it in.
0: Well, see, I, I I figure that my podcast is probably around a half an hour or so each episode. You guys more than make up for any of the the time <laughs> that I could. <laughs> That's true. Maybe spend I spend on there. Maybe At I least
1: be people able to. can get through yours. Maybe I will be able to (laughs) squeeze it in somewhere then.
2: All right. Uh, Again, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll see you again soon. No
0: problem. Smell you later.
2: (laughs) All right. Um, You heard a story. You heard stories, uh, lots of different stories from this show, but we have one more to share with you uh, from a listener uh his name is eli and he wrote into us uh said this was a fun show and a personal memory for me this was a getaway for me and my girlfriend we live in albuquerque i think he's talking in like past tense because obviously what i'm about to say doesn't make any sense and i proposed to my girlfriend a couple hours before the concert so yeah that's not Uh his girlfriend Yeah, see where I'm getting at. Uh, we met in, unless, unless she said no, which I would assume he wouldn't be telling me the story if, if she said no. Um, uh, we met in 2000 because of Pearl Jam. That's a long story, apparently. Uh, and had both seen them in Vegas, her in 2000, me in 2003. But it was our first time going to Vegas, a Vegas show together, so I thought it would be a good time to pop the question. I had emailed Ten Club a few weeks before to say that I was planning on proposing, not at the concert, but before, just in case I can get a seating upgrade or something to make it more special. Alas, no luck. Ended up somewhere around 18th floor, 18th row on the floor, and still it was always a concert we'll remember. Thank you for writing in, Eli. Eli also kind of did his own version cliff noted version of live on four legs that literally you can read and not listen to what we just said for however long we just said it for and, uh, <laughs> get the whole entire point of what we were trying to get across on this show tonight. But that's why you listen. Cause it's, it's supposed to be entertaining and not like, I don't know, not a shouting of facts at you. Really? So, uh, hopefully we we, we we did some entertaining today I, I we were we were entertained
1: so I was I was quite entertained yes
2: y- usually when the the hosts of the show are entertained uh, it kind of rubs off on everybody else so uh, maybe that just maybe it happens in this case and this is a really entertaining show who knows <laughs> um, all right so uh, Let's get to our public service announcement. Live on Four Legs is happy to present a weekly podcast dedicated to the Pearl Jam live experience. While we try to get ourselves to as many shows as possible, we have only attended a small fraction compared to the entire live history. That's why we need your help. We want to get to know who you are. If there's a live show that you've attended that you'd like to see us cover in our program, please send us an email at live on four legs. that's the number four, live on four legs podcast at gmail.com. We want to know your entire live experience. Did you once miss a flight? Get lucky in the Ten Club Lottery? Catch a white whale? Your stories will help us mold this into the best podcast it could possibly be. You're already getting to know who we are. Now it's time for us to know. Who you are? If you're still listening by now, uh, you know that. Um, of course, I have to say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get through. Uh, Jesus, uh, it's like it, since Brandon was on the West Coast, this is it's it's past midnight right now. We started. I don't know after 8 o'clock, like 8.30 or so, and, and it's just... I, there's just a lot. I, I don't know. Um, um, I'm slowly, slowly losing my mind. Uh, that happens when we go this late sometimes. But, um, for but it was worth it. it. It was worth it. It was fun. Um, for those of you who um, want to tell us a story... Or want to see us tell a story uh, about a show that you liked, um, suggestions, or or any of the above, uh, write to us live on Four Legs Podcast and gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on our social medias and Facebook, on uh, Twitter and Instagram and um, uh, Friendster and MySpace and um, Live, Live Journal. Journal. <laughs> we thought that at
3: the same time. Uh,
2: yeah, on all of those. Um, say hi and let us know that you're listening. Let us know that uh, you're enjoying, and uh, that'll that'll fulfill our hearts. Uh, all right. Last thing of business here is uh, just teeing you up for next week uh more msg stuff we're continuing our msg series uh night two 2003 um you know we we already covered the live at the garden dvd and talked about it in full and a lot of people have uh stated that the second night is better matt you were there i was not i i have looked at the set list a couple of times, but I have no idea what to expect. Uh, it's going to be really hard to top that first night for me, but we'll we'll see how it does.
1: Yeah, not so much for me because right off the bat, the opening song has forever been a standout memory for myself, so I'm pretty excited to dive into that set list for sure.
2: You realize that this is going to be the first time that we cover a show in a while, like in months, uh, that um, that we covered a show where one of us was at.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I guess it's just it's kind of it's kind of boring if we're hitting all of the shows that we've been to. We got to hit we got to hit shows th- that the guest has been to, or that's shows that, why we that people that's suggest.
2: Why we, and- emphasize get us good stuff and and mm-hmm. we will we will pay you back dearly um, but it
1: also takes us out of like oh there's a I was there so it's a 10 I was there because yeah you know, blah, blah, blah. this this you know this uh, makes us uh, dissect it a little bit more and then when we finally do get to a show that we were at maybe we could say oh, you know what maybe this could have been better because I've seen it this way and uh i've heard it performed way better than than this and then you know i'm I'm not i'm not saying i want it to ruin a great memory but i think it might make things uh, uh a little bit more interesting and clear uh and we could see performances and songs and set lists in different ways so yeah it's good to mix it up not not do every single show we've been to Uh, I guess uh,
2: all I have left to say is all the things that I say at the end here. The end is here, but not for much longer. Although we may be parting ways, I miss you already. I miss you always. For Matt and Randy, for our guest Brandon. And Vegas 2006, we put a close on this chapter. And we'll see you next week for... Our fourth installment of Madison Square Garden series
1: I'm gonna get another cupcake bye <laughs>
2: <laughs> Vicki what do I do with all this scrap metal dad what should Jan do with all her
3: scrap metal
2: just tell her to call two brothers scrap metal got scrap Call 2 Brothers Scrap Metal and recycle your aluminum, copper, brass, steel, or any scrap metal for the highest price. 2 Brothers also provides residential and commercial pickup, drum handling, radio dispatch lift trucks, and free roll-off service. Recycling makes sense. Now get dollars with those cents.
3: Call or visit online at 2